And welcome back to the For Film Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archie, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... Oh, Sam Setzer. Sam Setzer. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about uh, Get Out. But before we do any of that, Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm should, honored to be here. We should have like an applause button, you know? Yeah, like a yeah. soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's all happy and shit. Yeah. Like the laughing track in every fucking sitcom. Yep. Ah! Oh! have a big gasp. Gotta have a gasp. Every time we say something offensive, just play that gasp. Yep. <laughs> Fuck Peter. Oh, gosh. Seriously, oh, though, no, fuck Peter. No, suck. goodness. Uh, so, Sam, uh, we met, we both met, uh, well, I know I met Sam at the school. That was your first uh, time meeting Sam, Yeah, too? I met him at the school. The yeah. first time we met, I worked at the cage, mm-hmm. and I think you asked me for help on a script a work. Yeah, what? something with Kava. Uh, I remember you, that day. Yeah, yeah. That was the day that I met you, and I liked you because you gave a shit. Yeah, and I sit there, and I told him, I was like, bro, I... I I can give you a bunch of music for free. Word. <laughs> it, it, it's not illegal, but it's not legal at the same time. We're working on that. Uh, <laughs> I, my, my first, my few, I had a few interactions with you earlier on. The first time that I remembered was, um, uh, we, we was some class. It was like the first week. And then I heard you talking behind me and you was like, uh, yeah, Woody Allen. Love Woody Allen. I've seen all of his movies. I love Woody Allen. I've seen everything he's ever done. And then I was just like being to myself. And then I was like, no, the fuck you don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest Woody Allen fan. So I was like, I was going to call you on your shit. And he came and flexed on me and my yeah. feelings Oh, you remember this? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you was going to remember this. <laughs> I looked, I looked, he went home. I was like, damn. I was like, yeah. my feelings hurt. I said, I, I said, when you watch, when you watch Annie Hall and Sleeper and you think you know everything about Woody Allen, you, you watch that shitty ass documentary he has on Netflix. <laughs> think you know everything about him and then somebody just comes and it's like, damn. Yeah. So I, exactly, that's what happened. I flexed because I love Annie Hall. That was my favorite movie. But so I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know if he's a poser or what's going on. But then a couple days later, we were in a class and then um, we were talking about Kanye West and it was like, someone was like, what's Kanye's best albums? And then you were, you were arguing hard for late registration. He was like, late registration, one of Kanye's best albums, one of the best rap, rap albums ever. Don't at me. Ye- no, be- <laughs> Beautiful Dark Toys of Fantasy, not the ad, uh, not the. Oh, oh for that one. Okay, yeah. Dark yeah. Late registration, I think, is like one of his weakest. I, th- I put it down there with 808s. Oh, so I, you're looking at the wrong guy in this uh, conversation. Oh, so I, yeah, we can go yeah. if you can go ahead and leave now. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, I've had to go back and revisit it. It has some of my favorite rap lines from yeah. me, but I'm kind of weird. I I think Yeezus is in his like top three. It is, yeah, I agree with that. See, I have yeah. people who are like, oh, Yeezus is trash. I was like, you wow. I mean, the same people that say Yeezus is trash, the same people that say that Eight Ways and Heartbreaks is trash. Eight Ways and Heartbreaks is not trash. Nah. And if you like, you think about it, everybody like copies it now. Yeah. So, oh yeah. But yeah, that, that was that was my my uh, first meeting with with Sam was not knowing if he was legit or like a poser or whatever. But like after like weeks or whatever, I was like, okay, you had every movie on DVD. Like you was actually legit going out spending real money on DVDs. Like when Get Out, you had the Blu-ray director's cut like that week early as shit. First that day. day, yeah, that at, day at Walmart. Yep, it was like we haven't even put it out. We need to put it out. Like <laughs> yeah. playing games early with it. So I, it's like, yeah, uh, that's somebody that actually cares. And I'm like, yeah, you I legit. think that uh, the first like conversation, because we didn't know we knew each other yeah. mm-hmm. until like Christopher came over after the Annie Hall bullshit. Yeah. Just like, There's this kid at fucking school. <laughs> I talked about on the podcast that week. <laughs> <laughs> that said he fucking liked Annie Hall's, and I think he's fucking lying to me. <laughs> He was so fucking offended. <laughs> I feel though. That's how I feel. To be honest, that's how I feel about Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is the greatest movie ever made. I, awesome. Absolutely. No, fuck yes. No, yes. Yeah. Like You're I, talking to the guy that has been on Edgar Wright's dick since like the, since. the, the, the first Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead. I don't yeah. like yeah. the Shaun of the Dead stuff. I mean, no. like, I don't, I don't know. It's just not me. But I mean, yeah, yeah, Scott no, Pilgrim and Baby Driver? Yeah. Baby Driver is. I bought Baby Driver the day that it came out. 
on Blu-ray. See, I had friends that kept flexing because they were like, we got to go see it together. And I was like, mm. okay, now, don't make me have to be in a movie theater by myself. Because I'm going to go. Because I'm going. <laughs> I, I personally thought mm. they kind of got cheated out of a Grammy because, you know, they were, their soundtrack was nominated oh, for no, a Grammy. you're right. You're right on that. And yeah. they should have, what? From Bell Bottom. He had yeah. Deborah. Who has Beck on a soundtrack in 2000? Not many people. No. No. You know, yeah. people don't know who Beck is. That's, That's crazy. True. Hey, he came up with a new album. He's all over the fucking radio now. Like yeah. after that, yeah. after Baby Driver. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I I love Edgar Wright. I will stick by him as one of the best filmmakers of all time. And like recent, like his editing work. Yes. Holy dicks, that's amazing. Yes. Six to none. Because didn't they win an award or got nominated for best editing? It got nominated for best editing. But to me personally, to go back to the film, mm-hmm. I think that Baby Driver. And Blade Runner twenty forty nine got cheated out of Best Picture nomination. What won Best Picture? Uh, no, oh, for no, nomination. They, yeah, for nomination, they oh, got yeah. cheated. Baby Driver is my third movie. My like yeah. Get Out is number one, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and then Baby Driver. Did you see a uh, fucking Shape of Water? No, it's, it's on my it's oh. on my list. It's a fucking oh. great movie. You should go see that. Bet like, the, as soon as you can. Was, was, it, was it the best movie twenty eighteen? Do you feel like twenty seventeen? It was. Yeah, it was both on our top ones for. Uh, yes, I listened to that earlier, and I was yeah. like, I might have to go peep some of these movies. Really yeah, good. man. My uncle keeps texting me like, "You gotta watch." He's like, "Your movie um, opinions are shit." But oh like, god, because <laughs> like, like I told him, I was like, "You gotta watch Colossal when Anne Hathaway." Like it's I haven't so, seen that, and it's still on my list. Saw it in yeah. theaters. I actually wrecked my car the day I went to go see that. It was lit. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of lit. It, it, I, mean, I mean, like like a match lit. You know what I'm like, saying? So there's some heat. I mean, it it was lit until I wrecked the car. Like, <laughs> I had to call home and like, yeah. uh, uh, what are you doing? I was like, I was going to go see this movie called Colossal. There's no movie named Colossal. I was like, Anne Hathaway is in it. You know, black people don't There's know no such thing. She yeah. don't even know who Anne Hathaway like, is. Who's Anne Hathaway? I was like, uh, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> Did y'all see the movie with the princess and they're trying to make her own? Uh, never mind. Black Swan, <laughs> no, they never heard of that. <laughs> Zero percent chance. what was the princess movie? The pr- Princess Diaries. The oh, Princess yeah, Diary. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm thinking about Nat and Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. I, for some reason, white people to you, man. Oh, we did what, this. Fucking white people. Yeah, we've done this. He thought J.K. Right. Simmons and John Malkovich looked the same. I oh, know. I said similar. similar. I said similar. Uh, fair enough. Fair they enough. They look similar. No comment. All right. All right. All right. I got another one. Hold on. My, uh, uh, I think now. our headphones may have, uh, may have popped a little bit. Okay. We yeah, we're good. All right. Here, here's, here's another one. Here's another one. Matt Damon and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg. What, what say you? <laughs> They look like cousins. They look like cousins. I wouldn't say brothers, but they look like cousins. They, have, right. the, they have the same family function, though. All right, all right, yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right. I, got, I got another one. Um, Ru- Russell Crowe or Ger- and Gerard Butler? I got to think about what Gerard Butler looks like. Uh, I know what Russell Crowe looks like. Gamer, uh, London Has Fallen, Olympus Has Fallen, Gladiator. Uh, 300. Oh, yeah. They have the same function, too. The same function, yeah. <laughs> they, have the, they have the same function. Yep. I had to think about it. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, who, 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 there, was, there was another one that was, that was very close. Have you, have you seen people talk about how Future and Meryl Streep look alike? <laughs> it, I've seen this on Twitter like, like for, the last, for like the last two years. It keeps <laughs> popping up every, like, just every few months. It's like, what? It's like Future and Meryl Streep look, look like... Like their relatives. Snoop, Snoop Dogg and Adrian Brody look like. No, they do look like. That's yeah. real. Yeah, that's they, real. They do. Look. It's like, yeah. like, like if Snoop Dogg was white, he'd look like Adrian Brody. Yeah, true. That's real. Fucking but, funny. But, 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 but what, what was that comparison again? Is Meryl Streep and Future. For those who don't know who Future is, Future is a rapper and Meryl Streep. For, for those who don't know who Meryl Streep is. <laughs> Meryl, Meryl Streep. Go look up. You know. She got, she got you, stats. You know Meryl Streep. Those are like two completely different worlds. Like yeah. the person that knows who Meryl Streep is doesn't know who Future And the person who knows Future definitely doesn't know Meryl Streep. Yep. <laughs> it's like. I don't yeah. know what Future looks like. You, uh, like, like I've never he like a black place. dude. Not to be racist. Yeah, you do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he has dreads. He's tall. 
<laughs> did you did you see the collaboration between uh, Future and um, Taylor Swift? Cher? No, Cher. No. You didn't see that Future and Cher got a Gap commercial and they singing songs and shit together. No. What? I need a link to that. Oh, I see. oh we have a we have a, a guest in the back. I'm not gonna say your name, but did you have you ever have you ever seen this before? Future? No. All right. Well, maybe I'm alone in this, but this actually happened. I haven't seen it. Either. This happened. I think you just like <laughs> snuck into some parallel universe. No. Oh okay. no. I'll pull it up while while the conversation's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I mean, it's Future and goddamn Cher in a Gap commercial singing songs together. You know that paycheck is unreal. <laughs> no, wait, it has I did to see be. That. I did see that. Yeah. For some reason, I imagine like Future like singing. Do you believe? In- Do you believe? In that? <laughs> nope, he's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. No, we're not gonna play the whole thing. We're just showing y'all what, what that is. It's like it's a whole what? gap commercial. Future and share. Oh, Future looks a lot better than I thought he would. Yeah, I'd hit it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, that happens. So they have like a thirty-second song that they make together. It's, it's wild. I never thought I'd see something like that. That's lit. See, we're, we're in the future. We're yeah, we are. Time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what have you been watching, man? Like besides uh, all this great I, shit. I've been watching. Okay, so my favorite show of all time is Community. Okay, think, nice. There we go. I Dan think Harman. that's Dan Harmon's masterpiece. Everybody wants to say Rick and Morty. No, nope. Rick and Morty's great, but it's it's, it's good, yeah. but it's not been out long enough to call it a masterpiece. Unless unless you're. Unless this, you're me, in which in which case you argue that yes, I mean it's close to a masterpiece. But Community no, is not, not Don Harmon's best work. That that Rick and Morty, like I, he made me watch Rick and Morty mm-hmm. because of the hyperboles he was putting on Rick and Morty. First season came out, mm-hmm. and he was like, "This is the best cartoon that has ever been created in the history of all cartoons ever." I'm like, "Hold on, one season." You can argue that though. You can. You definitely. Uh, can. I still don't think it holds up, but it, at least but you saying that much about it made me watch it, and mm-hmm. I love the show now. You know, so I was like, "Whoa!" But yeah, I still don't think it's better than like Futurama or The Simpsons. Or like the Flintstones see, or a lot of the other things, whatever. But yeah. Or early Family Guy. Family Guy season family one guy. through six, yeah. goat. But season they, one, two, three for me is the only credit I'll give Family I, Guy. Season I four, think, Family Guy is like my favorite. Yeah. No, I'll give you that, yes. Yeah. Five first five. Seth, uh, who's that? Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. I think he can be funny, but he hasn't been funny in like 10, like ten years. I, Not on Family Guy. American American yeah. Dad I loved a lot. American Dad was also pretty fun. I feel like there'd be Family Guy, The Simpsons, They their light has burnt out. Yes. But they're... They don't want to like swallow like that confidence. Like, oh, we, we had a good run. Yeah. I tell I tell people all the time. I want to do a show for two seasons. Two I seasons. want thir- <laughs> I want twenty episodes. The first, first the first season is seven. The second season is thirteen. Mm-hmm. I said we running. I said Comedy Central or FX need to come find me. We too broke to go to HBO because if yeah. you go to HBO, your show will get canceled. Yep. You, like, <laughs> Straight I, up, I, seriously. Like unless, unless you're Lena Dunham or selling porn, your show is going to get canceled. <laughs> you're right. Like Mark, Mark and Jay Duplass. I'm saying they are Mark and Jay Duplass together. And it's canceled. Like it don't it don't, it don't matter. <laughs> Did you watch White Famous? Of course, I watched White Famous. White, White Famous. They didn't even get a full season. Yes, and it was so sad because like <laughs> no. it, it started off like they they hit it like too aggressive they in the did. beginning, yeah. and then like towards the middle of the season, you're like, oh shit, this is a kind of good show. Yeah. And the way they ended the second season could have been phenomenal. It could have been. And it's like, eh. that's yeah. why I was shocked that Donald Glover, like Atlanta, was as set, successful as it was. Same, right? Yeah. Because I was waiting for not to be racist, and I'm probably I'm probably gonna say it like 15 times because I, I have mean, like, yeah. I have like white friends that are like. I don't think this show's gonna be good. And then yeah. they're like watching, there's like, oh shit. Like Kava. Kava yeah. was like, seriously. It feels like Twin Peaks. And, yeah. No, and, seriously. I can yeah. see why you say that. Yeah. yeah. It, Interesting. This is really good. I, I, I gotta watch it. I, I've, yeah. I, I, I had the same experience with Get Out when I was like championing Get Out as mm. one of the best 
movies of the year it came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. They were just like, is it really that good? And just like, watch just it. Just watch it, yeah. Fucking idiot. I, you got to watch it. To go watch it. So like when I saw Get It, this was crazy. Cause yeah. I remember the day that we saw it. It was my friend Henry mm-hmm. and my friend uh, Tanner. And Henry called me. He was like, yeah. get out. Let's go see it. I said, it doesn't come out till tomorrow. He's like, yeah. I know the sketchy movie theater is playing it. Come on. Like, like, right now, let's go. You, I'm going to send you an address and you just need to pull up. <laughs> yeah. So me and Tanner go see it. and you it's, show up to like some dude's yeah, house. It's, it's, like some sketch, it's like this movie theater. <laughs> and has like, got a couch with a syringe sticking exactly. out of it. Yeah. And yeah. like we went to this like sketchy movie theater and we stole some people's spots and they mm-hmm. almost cussed us out and tried to fight us. You know, I'm too small. They can't be fighting I, nobody I in the movie theater. Exactly. Nah, I'm nah, too nah. small. I'm going to get raped in jail first day. Like, first I day, early. And I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to make it. So like. We go see the movie, and they like I just—they got—they're gonna pre-rape you. You know, it's like yeah. you put in your order for for the pre-rape. They're pre. So when you get in there, they already have five people lined up that have already <laughs> determined that they will be raping you before anybody else. Like a fear of mine is like in Clockwork. Like uh, I know we've all seen like Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange, right? Yeah. You know when Alex like first goes to jail and yeah. they're like talking to him. I just mm-hmm. feel like when I go to jail, it's gonna be like that, and then I'm just gonna get raped immediately after I take my clothes off. Yes. Like yeah. I can see that happening. I'm telling you, like the pre-rape sales on you would do more. Numbers bigger numbers than the Black Panther pre number sales. Yeah, <laughs> you would know be doing amazing numbers in jail. I, you would do very well for yourself in jail as long as you don't mind being ass raped. It's <laughs> man, you might come out with some stock tips or something, you know. I feel, I feel every time that you guys say another thing, I feel Tumblr getting angrier and angrier. And angrier. We're trying to make Tum- we we're trying to make Tumblr mad and we're trying to make hipsters mad. Yep. I've definitely pissed if, if we. If we had a Tumblr, I definitely would have made at least half of Tumblr pissed oh, off yeah. at me. I'm telling you, make it. You don't have a Tumblr? I, well, it's just for porn. Yeah. I just have I, a porn Tumblr. High five. I mean, is that I, where it's at? I'm so, I'm is that so, where it's at? I'm so scared that like me, okay. and, me and Kimberly had this conversation the other day, right, and right. I was like, you can go through my Tumblr, but if you go through my likes, it's yep. going to get sketchy oh, really, yeah. really fast. Mm. And it's because like, you get drawn into this like whirlpool. Yes, and you like one thing, and then you go like, what the fuck? Is and this it's this suggested, and it's like, what? And it's like you start seeing fetish stuff. You start out liking. Like like some boobs, and then you end up watching some girl piss on a dude, and you're like, "What the exactly. fuck?" Exactly, or is like, uh, like not to be too graphic, is like a girl eating cereal out of another girl's butthole. I've or seen something. that, uh, and it's like, what just happened? I just, you know, and the worst part is when you catch yourself double tapping, and you just go like, "I hate myself." Like, See, it sounds like it sounds ridiculous that you could actually like watching someone eat, you know, cereal out of a butthole. But like I get it. it. You're just fascinated. No, I'm saying like I, I can see how you can get to that because like first, if you're just looking at tits, you're like, yeah, I like tits, you know, like. And then it's like, oh, here's something suggested. Then you like, and then it's something similar, but it go down the path a little further. It's similar to like putting putting like a frog in in cold water and then slowly cranking up the yeah. temperature. You know, if you if you if you immediately go to eating cereal out of an asshole, frog's gonna jump out of here. Like, what the fuck is this? I'm not here for this. I can feel you know? feminists getting mad all yeah. across. The world right but, now, <laughs> but if you if you slowly like crank up that level of you know of nastiness, you're like, oh well, that's not that bad. You know, a little bit worse than last time, a little bit worse. <laughs> and then by the time you know it, you're full on watching the cereal out of the asshole. Yep. And how the fuck did I get here? It, and liked everything on the way here. My mama didn't raise me this way. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you should make you should make a Tumblr though. Like my my friend Henry, he has a really good idea. He has like his like professional Tumblr for like his like skating stuff. Nice. And then he has like um. His like basic Tumblr, which is like porn and yeah. skate stuff. No. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. My nice. Tumblr is nothing more than a than a, a, a function for porn. It it is. Uh, whoever whoever life. created it, like low key, like no, they know what they were doing. That's what, mm. what happens when you give thousands of people unrestricted access to post whatever they it, want? Exactly. You're gonna create gonna a deep happen. underground of fucked up shit. It's yes. gonna happen. Yes. Anyway, what, what, community. Uh, what, yes, uh, community. You were talking about Dan. Oh, Hartman back community. to oh, communi- uh, Dan Hartman's a genius. Best 
one of the best assembled <laughs> casts of all time. Yeah. And uh, diversity. That's what oh, yeah. brought me. That's what brought me to it because. Um, as minorities, mm-hmm. they're, we're not really represented on television oh, a no, lot. No. And I like I remember almost crying like getting through the first season. Donald Glover is black. Yep. Yvette's black. Yep. Danny Pudi's Indian. Is, yep. he, is he's he Indian? Indian? Yeah. He's Indian. Uh Ken what's his name? Ken Chong. Ken Chong, Ken yeah, Chong. he's Asian, yeah. He's Asian. Yeah. And then like you have not just even that, you have the the dean who is like openly like gay and yes. saying all this crazy. Yep. It's so diverse mm-hmm. and they threw all this stuff in a melting pot. It was so beautiful. And, yeah, and it it's is. done organically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's done organically mm-hmm. versus being contrived. Yeah. Uh, Dan Herman is my favorite working writer mm-hmm. right now and I wrote an article not too long ago about how he changed my outlook to writing because mm-hmm. he's one of those people that just like you give him people and he'll just be like oh yeah no fuck yeah they do this and mm-hmm. he's really and, good and like i know that it's it's not that easy but dan Harmon is like definitely one of the best writers and i, I want to catch community i haven't watched it yet you, i'm bad with television i'm really bad i with have television. all six seasons on dvd you gotta hit nice. me up there's more than six seasons what? yeah there's six seasons there's more than six seasons no what? it's all six seasons in a movie yeah. whoa six yeah, yeah the I, first, thought, I, I thought they canceled. i thought they, no, i thought they came back on yahoo or something they did they did one, seasons one through five mm-hmm. is on like NBC, I think, yeah. and then season six was exclusively on Yahoo screen, but yeah. nobody watched I, okay, it. Okay, I didn't watch that. I thought that was season seven or something. Nah, it's like they, it, they should have done what Netflix did mm. and just dropped it on. Like they should have just like did something with Netflix right. yeah. and dropped it. Yahoo the screen community was on Netflix for a long time, wasn't it? Nah, nah. I think it was only on Hulu. Cause Hulu. Like oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. It is good. It's just. It's not for everybody, mm. right. and I don't yeah. like I don't like Big Bang Theory. I think Big Bang Theory is trash. It, like, yeah, I can watch it now. I watched it when it first came out, the first season. I was like, oh, nerd. It's a different perspective. And then I was like, oh, no, this oh, isn't it's good. It's a bad <laughs> perspective of being a nerd. Yeah. Like, my yeah. friend Jamel, we would fight over. He's like, community's not as funny as Big Bang Theory. Fuck out of here. I was like, catch these hands when I see Fuck. him in the streets. <laughs> community's not ass. as good as Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Young Sheldon, fuck out of here! But like, <laughs> that shit pissed me off. <laughs> Didn't I go on like I like I ran about that shit? Yeah, at yeah. Some, yeah That's a cash grab. Yeah, easy, it is. Cash easy. Grab. Oh yeah, easy cash grab. Um, hey, let's take this autistic kid and make him do weird shit. Exactly. But we can talk about Dan Harmon all day. Let's talk yeah. about uh, other shows that I think are fire. The best thing on Netflix. All right, all right. All right. End of the fucking world. Sent I've seen it twice. Seen it. Yes, it's great. It's 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 up my alley. I know. It's like Wes Anderson meets. Quentin Tarantino meets right, like what's right, a right. what's something else? It's so it's on some other shit. I like that comparison. Western Tarantino, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty it, good Western person. Tarantino. Yeah. I love that. It's that's pretty good. Like the have you ever seen Black Mirror? Yeah, I, I I've seen like half of every season. Have you seen the episode where the dude like? Gets caught like masturbating, and they have to. He knows like, part, yeah. Born, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my it's, favorite it's episode. The, it's the same like, dude. Oh, really? The same dude's the main character, and you thought he acted good in that. Wait till you see him in this. Nice. Crazy. I can't tell if you're like pretending not to have heard this information before to be polite, or if you're <laughs> no, 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 I genuinely didn't know. It was the Lauren, same Lauren did this exact same thing to you two weeks ago. Really? Shout out to Lauren. One hundred percent. She, she, she did the exact. She said, I, "Have you I, seen I, Black Mirror? Have you seen the kid that was in Black Mirror?" This, like, what? <laughs> <did> not. <laughs> Wait till you. <laughs> I'm Listen, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> this is why. This is why I have. This is why we do a podcast. Because it's now on record how much of a fucking idiot I am. I'm like, I just we, forget we all, things. We all mess up. You have to be polite because like, I, I, I knew you heard it before. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you're just going to let him talk until he finished talking and then pretend you haven't heard any of this before? That's I what I thought was happening. I just thought I didn't know. <laughs> I forget right. a lot of information that goes through my ears. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've listened to complete episodes yeah. that happened like three weeks ago. Where I don't know what I'm saying in I, the episode. I, I before when we finished last episode, I mm. thought we did a whole episode on a movie that we didn't even do. 
Didn't even do. Should happen to what? me all the time. Manchester oh. by the Sea. I thought we did a whole episode on that movie. There's another know. podcast where he's like, uh, it was like an Adam Sandler movie or something. <laughs> Punch Drunk yeah. Love. Probably. Yeah, and he was like, yep. did y'all do one? And he was like, nah, we didn't do one. I swear. Listen, <laughs> I still <laughs> swear. It was by you. It was you. Yeah, it was uh, me. <laughs> I stand by it. I still think we did an episode on that movie, Dude. and I don't Lost fucking know what happened. <laughs> it was like blacked out. He said my MacBook crashed. We did a romantic comedies episode, and we talked about it for a long time. Yeah, that's what it was. What are the TV shows like? While we have you, like we gotta hear about this. End of the fucking world is really good. Yeah. Um, it really is. I watched a, Black Mirror season four. Kind of disappointed me. Yeah. I said the exact I only like one episode. I, I like the the crime thriller with the hamster. Crocodile. Oh crocodile. Yeah. yeah, crocodile. Like the episodes weren't bad. It's just mm. it under it underwhelmed me. Like the yep. last episode mm. was good. How it tied everything together. Like not yeah. to spoil anything, but yeah. like it's just I was very disappointed. I was too. Like I said, it was the the least um, favorable season of of all of them. I mean, I like the writing and the drama in it. They went a little heavy with drama. Um, I think it was episode two or three that directed by Jodie Foster, where they do the uh, the relationship with the mother and her and the her uh, and her child. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the dating one. Well, I mean, kind it's of. The, it's like the parental the parental. Yep. Looking at her like on the iPad and yep. stuff, yep. which is very sketchy because that that shit can happen. Hell yeah, it can real like, quick. Look the, up and just watch your. Kid, I think Black Mirror is one of those shows that the more it goes on. The weaker the episodes are gonna get, because I, so, yeah. I feel like Charlie Booker had really subtle ideas for three seasons, mm-hmm. and now he's just kind of like, oh, the, uh, the people. What if people ran them batteries and this? Stop this going past season that. four. We that's yep. gonna be our new campaign. Stop going past season four. I'm on, I'm on season, season five. five. Season yeah, five. I'm on season five. Kick. Yeah. Season five. That's Breaking Bad's fault because Breaking yeah. Bad did it in five seasons and it was successful. Did not watch Breaking Bad. I, I stuck to Mad Men. My friends were watching Breaking Bad while I was watching Mad Men. Are uh, you tripping? Because I done seen both. Like, what? I, Why would you watch both? I you did, can have I, both. I did, like, for, my friends, like, it's a, he sells meth and he has cancer. And I was like, <laughs> that's how he explained it to me. Like, yeah, he, yeah. I was like, so, I, and I was like, who is it? He's like, you know the dude from Malcolm in the Middle, the dad? Yeah. He's like, yeah. That's the. D- I said I can't do it. I said I've seen him in Malcolm I mean, in the Middle do dumb stuff. I couldn't see, take him this, serious. See, this is the thing. Like, all right, for someone that you've seen all of Mad Men, right? Mm-hmm. For my money, Mad Men is the best television show that's ever been made. It's like it's up there. I mean, top, just, just top me, ten. Yeah, top ten. It's like it may not be like in reality, but for me, that's the best television show I've ever watched. So for me to tell you to watch Breaking Bad, they don't compare. It, Breaking Bad is way more entertaining, but it's not as good. First three seasons of Breaking Bad might be some of the best television that's ever come on television, period. The first first three three seasons seasons are amazing. Like, it's intense. But it's just like with Breaking Bad, there's a lot of subtleties, and you're dealing with a period piece, and a lot of stuff is going on, but Breaking Bad is over the top. Like you said, meth, cancer, death. Dealing with a period piece, yeah, Madman. It's a lot of subtlety. Yeah, you said yeah. Oh, Man. I said it backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Madman, you're dealing with the period piece, and it's like, but but Breaking Bad is over the top, in your face intensity that just draws your attention. Like you'll be engaged with it. You know? I see, Bre- I'm at, Breaking I'm at Bad the is really good. Yeah. See, I'm lame. Like one of my friends, they're like, "What are you watching?" Like everybody's naming all these shows. Yeah. It's like, have y'all seen Lena Dunham's Girls? It's so good. Girls is really good. <laughs> uh, it used to be. Uh, I girl, love Adam yeah. Driver. Yeah. Hell yeah, Adam he's really Driver, good. He's... Adam Driver is very underrated. Yeah. And, like, they need to put him in more movies. Ad- Hell yeah. Adam Driver, the dude that played in Ex Machina, and he played Oscar in Star yep. Wars. Nope. No, no, no. No, no, Oscar no, no. Domino Gleason. Yeah. Gleason. Yeah. Vi- mm. Frank. Have y'all have seen, seen Frank? Frank? Yes! What? Frank is so fucking good. Yes. Frank, he played in Frank that was good. I yeah, love Frank. I love, I love, he, Frank is one of my favorites. He, yes. he has Frank. Oh, what's Maggie Gyllenhaal was in that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he has he has some hits. Yes, and he does. if you watch the show, like the National Lampoon, he was in he, he was in Last Jedi, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's okay. in Last Jedi. He's and in he's every in, fucking uh, movie that requires a ginger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like he, he yeah. Ki- 
Frank was very underrated and should have got an Oscar. Right. Yes, I, think so I love Frank. It, yeah. What's what's my guy? The main character that played Frank, uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Fass- love that shit. I mean, he was singing like I mean, it was a very musical. And he had the movie. big head. The crazy part was how they like the revealed that he was Michael Fassbender because yeah. he got hit by the car. That shit was crazy. Yep. I went to a funeral that day, too. God. <laughs> I just remember somebody was like, how are you doing? I was like, I watched this fire ass movie. <laughs> at the funeral? <laughs> I'm, I'm the person at the funeral that's not going to talk about sad shit. Yeah. I'm going to be like, so, I watch this really good movie. So like, hey fam, have you have y'all seen this Michael Fassbender movie? <laughs> I, I know it's not the time. I'm telling y'all, when when I die, we're we're playing episodes of Community yeah. and we're eating nachos. I'm, I'm with it. And it's I'm with it. Okay, I'm, okay. Co- I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I enjoy that idea. Right. Oh, uh, here's another thing: the National Lampoon. Like, oh, you were talking about the, that? Yeah. The, yeah, that shit's fire. Like Will Forte. Yeah, well, Will Forte. Will Forte kills it. But that's not even my favorite part about it. Okay. Fucking Joel McHale playing Chevy Chase. We're just oh, in the seventies. Are you serious? In the seventies, we were just talking about Joel McHale and Joel McHale yes. playing Chevy Chase in the seventies is right. fucking crazy. This, this this is why this is even a thing right now. All right, so earlier you were talking about Joel McHale and who is Joel McHale, and it was like, well, he's a white guy from the Live, community. Living legend. It was like, is he? Well, he's not the only white guy. There's one other white guy. The one other white guy that's on the community is Chevy Chase. Are you serious? Yes, Chevy, Chevy Chase is a legend. <laughs> yes, he is. I, I so disrespectful, but he's still a legend. But I mean, yeah, from like the National Lampoon yeah. stuff from like. The 80s and 90s, but yeah, but, but having him play Chevy Chase and the history behind the community, they don't even like each other. They don't, and it was so <laughs> funny is you can, you can, like Joel McHale, the yeah. stuff he's saying, if you've seen community, yeah. you're gonna laugh because you can hear Chevy's voice over his voice oh, saying it. Oh man. And it's so, it's like Chevy Chase and the Doug, I can't remember his last name, who's actually in the who created National Lampoon, like doing Coke and stuff in the city. Oh shit. It's, it's, it's a, a really docu- good He's got a documentary out on Netflix, the guy that. National yeah, that's, that's what that's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's oh, okay. it's re- it's really good. I like him in it. But Domino Gleason steals the show every nice. time he has it. My favorite scene is like he's like, "Are you having fun?" He says, "One can say fun is being had." <laughs> and he has this thick ass turtleneck on. It's so funny. Nice. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I have to definitely watch that. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 I, I'm really bad with television. Like I just suck at watching it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, it's it's kind of like I got homework to do, but Netflix just uploaded new mm-hmm. stuff. Like. UNC Charlotte. Oh, UNC Charlotte gives you HBO for free. So oh, that's word. the most dangerous word. shit that somebody can do. Like, yeah. one, I was with one of my friends. He was like, I said, there's nothing to watch. He was like, go look on HBO. I said, like, what do you mean? He was yeah. like, oh, you know, we have HBO Go. I like rewatched like three episodes of Girls. Why not? Hell yeah. Girl, Lena Dunham's one of my. Lena Dunham, uh, Wes Anderson. I think we'll have to fix the, the XLR. Plug the XLR in uh, a little I don't more. think it's the XLR. I think I it's the so. uh, headphones. You know what I, mean? I mean, our headphones are good, good though. You uh, want me to come cool. closer like this? There we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lena Dunn was one of my favorite writers. I love Dan Harmon. Um, Quentin Tarantino, of course. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, I like Quentin Tarantino movies, I'm, but it's I'm just pulp. But it's like Pulp Fiction is just, I don't know, it's like his magnum opus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to like compare his other movies to it. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, my, it does. Yeah. For me, my like my Tarantino masterpiece is Reservoir Dogs instead of Pulp Fiction. I like Reservoir Dogs a lot more than I like Pulp Fiction. I think Kill Bill is close second. I know that yeah. sounds like very mainstream. No, Kill Bill is a fucking fantastic movie. True. I love Kill Bill. I mean, I'm a Four Rooms guy, so whatever. I don't like that movie. I mean, I, that's <laughs> oh, a one, that's What's a Four Rooms? That's a Tarantino movie. What? Yeah. Like what? Yes. It's the one Tarantino a, movie that I I couldn't watch. It's Sean Penn, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Um, a few is it not Sean Penn? What's Tim the guy Roth. from Tar- uh, yeah, Tim Roth? Yeah, Tim Roth. Tim Roth and Tarantino, and uh, Tim Roth plays a um, flamboyant bellboy. Yeah, bellboy. There we go. He yeah. plays a, a bellboy. What, what year? 
I enjoyed it watching it at home more than I like seeing it in theaters, and that makes no sense. It's, it's kind of it's, it, it looks like that kind of movie. It's Rock Rockman Mountain, what year is it? Brokeback Mountain was 2005. And he Brokeback died in 2009? Was it nine or eight? Uh, this, is, this is important. We're shutting everything down until we get this information. Three years. All right. Yeah. So I was like, I know like seven years, but so I'm, like, I'm like, I lived those times. I was like 20-something years old. I, I guess I was, like, I was like 19 when that happened, so it's just like years just feel longer. 2005? Yeah. You were, you were no, 19 was, in 2005. No, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, do, do, do you guys remember I that mean, I'm bad at math? I had put out that CD. We was in like fifth grade because you're, you're younger 2005? Than me. So you're no, 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 but like for, for Batman, how old was I when Dark Knight came out? That's 2008. So that's 10 years ago, so 12? Bullshit. That's, oh, God. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Like two, 2005. I was not 12. When you Dark were literally 12. Out. You were literally 12. I remember, <laughs> I remember when that came out. Like, you could not like it, but I mean, this is what it is. No, fuck. I, fuck. Yeah. Like, I I'm, don't remember being 12. I remember being like 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching that. I, I remember watching that movie when I was 16 and I watched it in the theaters. I'm sure time, you did. Time is bullshit. <laughs> I hate time. God damn it. Yeah. I guess I was fucking 12. Whatever. Because, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But as far as his awards, like, from my remembrance of Heath Ledger, he was a teenage actor who I thought was really cool and relatable. Mm -hmm. But then by the time he got into Brokeback Mountain, we were like, oh, shit. Like, he can act. Like, he can hold his own with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's an actor. And then the Batman shit came out. We was like, oh, fuck. This is the actor always did. You know what I'm saying? So by the time we could appreciate him, like, he was kind of gone. Yeah. Speaking of Batman, we don't need any more Batman movies. No, we We don't. We got got to Mm -hmm. let Batman breathe for the next 20 years. Right, Next yeah. twenty years, we can't do Batman movies. We can do we can movies do with Batman in it. We can throw we can throw like Batman cameos. Like you can put Ben Affleck in a mask for like no more than twenty five minutes. But like, <laughs> there's no more Batman. Movies. I like I like I'm the idea of just like twenty five minute Ben. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. The yeah fuck out of can't set. Do, you can't do no more Batman movies. Like, I, I did when we went when we were in film school. Yeah, we, the three of us met at film school. Yeah. Uh, I never had seen them. My friends were like, you gotta watch Batman. You gotta watch Batman. Gotta watch them. And I was like, eh. we watched some shits in class, and I was like, well, damn, Christopher, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. is it's like that now? It like, is. it's like that. The it Dark Knight is. is probably my favorite like superhero based movie. I'm no. lame, so no. it's it's up there. But Spider Man Two, it's classic. Spider Man Two is Spider Man Two. Toby, listen, we Toby can keep talking about Spider-Man. movies all fucking day. I'm gonna shut the <laughs> shit down so we can get into Get Out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be here all fucking movie day. Movie of the year, by the way, movie of the year 2017. Nothing was better than it. Yeah. We're gonna cut, and then we'll be back with uh, with uh, Get Out. Get Out. Get, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I swear I'm a professional. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, fucking get out. <laughs> yeah, all right. Movie of the year. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to be talking about the movie Get Out now that you want me to just leave your house yeah, no, immediately. Yeah, everybody just get the fuck out of my room right now. <laughs> just get out. Uh, get Out is a, it's a rated R movie, one hour and 44 minute runtime, listed as a horror mystery thriller. It came out this time last year, February 2017. The rundown is, now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet-the-parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their, daughter, their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing dis- discoveries lead him to a truth that he never could have imagined. Uh, director-writer is Jordan Peele. 
and there's a lots of star power in this. Low Rail Howery is Rod. Lakeith Stanfield plays uh, Andre Logan King. Katherine Keener plays Missy. You may know her from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Allison Williams plays Rose. And Daniel, how do you say his last name? Kaluuya? Ka- yeah, Kaluuya. Kaluuya uh, plays Chris, the star of the movie. Um, yeah. It's just a good movie. One it looked of, like you were going to say something. One of excited. my favorite parts, and I feel like no one ever says anything, mm-hmm. Allison Williams killed her role, and oh, she, she gets no respect for it. Because because of girls, I think. Yeah, yeah I, she was that. phenomenal in girls. Oh, yeah, she was. Girls? Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. She plays like an airhead, you know, just lost in whatever and in girls, and then you get her in this movie, and I don't think people really know how to t- take her. You know, but she did a great role. She had a, she did great. My favorite episode of Girls was the one that was basically based around Marnie. It was like Marnie and Charlie. Mm-hmm. Remember that episode? Yeah, I do. That episode was beautiful, and it showed. I think that gave her potential to do what she did and get out. Yeah, yeah, she did a really, really good job. She did. I think uh, this is definitely one of the movies. Like this made my top. I think my top three. Yeah, it did. In, yeah. In, in the list of 2017, yeah. I absolutely love this movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it in cinema without like knowing what the movie was leading up to. Yeah. And I was uncomfortable at like the racial tension mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. movie, but I wasn't like like I'm cringing at it. Yeah, knowing what the movie ends up in, mm-hmm. yeah, just makes the whole entire movie so much more uncomfortable to watch. Yes, it what, does. Yeah. What threw me off was my friend Tanner is Caucasian, and mm. he, I just I didn't I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable. Yes, doing throughout the movie. No, I understand. Yeah, because it's like it's like we, you think we live in a post-racial America. We mm. don't. No, we don't. So we it's don't. like. It's like every time they say something, I look over there. But he like he ate it the whole time. Yeah, he was the one like we gotta go see this shit again. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> like he saw the movie in t- th- theaters three times, and the yeah. third time he took he took all his white friends to go see it. Yes, like, you have to go see this movie, man. This movie's amazing. Like that's that's that was the thing. I, it had me uncomfortable the first time watching it because I'm in there, and then it's just I'm uncomfortable because I'm like I've had these thoughts, and I'm sure you've had those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what made the movie so successful with the community that we've been seeing this our entire life mm-hmm. and having these thoughts and having these discussions amongst each other. Mm-hmm. And now that this discussion is open and in a public forum and you're sitting right beside any number of people in society mm-hmm. and all digesting this at the same time. So it's just like the uncomfort- uncomfortability for me came from how are you going to digest this information? Right. You know, because what, what, what we're saying is not saying that white people are evil mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just showing a slice of what life is. It doesn't mean I think anything differently from the person sitting on my right or my left, but just recognize what the world is. This is a part of what, li- a part of our experience. Yeah. It, it is, and it's like... The, the conversation of dating interracial interracially like oh, <laughs> uh, I just got I just got popped in the studio. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's all fun. Uh, no, it's it's real because dating a lot of people don't date in the same race anymore. Yes, and like like me and Kimberly have this conversation all the time. Like. Oh, we're, Kimberly. She like, has been we, introduced on the podcast yeah, now. Kimberly is in the back Hi, of the Kimberly. room. We, we're, like, yeah. we're like an interracial swirl. It's, yeah. it's lit. I don't want to put labels, yeah. labels on this stuff. Yeah. But we're like an interracial swirl. Mm-hmm. And I know, she's, I know she's frowning behind me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like we have this conversation about like generations don't understand mm-hmm. how like – like my my parents don't care. Like my dad grew up in the country. And he was yeah. like – Oh well, I've dated white women my whole life until I met your mom. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's like that's how my dad, and he has like cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. He looks yeah. like Freddy Cougar sometimes at churches. We don't want to talk about it. All but, right, uh, all right. <laughs> it's it's is really is real. Like, can I come home with you? Like mm. the significance of I can't never come home with you because I'm fearing for my life. Yeah. Or, like being a black person and understanding like you. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every time you step out the door, you never know what's going to happen. Very true. 
I feel like this the 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 reason I love this movie and the reason why I feel like a lot of people clash back with the movie is because mm. they want to look at the. First of all, it, it's a gorgeously made movie in terms of technicality. It's, yeah. it's Jordan Peele's first directorial debut, right? Did he direct uh, Keanu at all? No. no. Here, here's the crazy part, and we had this conversation, mm. and I, I remember you said this. I think that Key was holding Peele back. Yes, and, we, we talked about that. I remember that. And, we talked about it in the school. And yeah. it was, it's, it's sad. Going back to watch Key and Peele, yeah. it's like... So Jordan's sitting and he's like, oh, I've been sitting on this movie since like 2008. Mm. What you mean you've been sitting on this movie <laughs> since you 2008? Mean? Fuck you and, mean. And it's like, and I love Key. Key is, he's a great person, but it's yeah. like, I don't, if, I never would want to hold my friend back. Like, I mean, if, but, if I'm dead weight to you, please, please let me know. I mean, it wasn't dead weight because like, I don't, I think that, that. Um, they were still doing pretty successful They things. were doing very, very good work. Mm-hmm. I mean, following the sketch comedy of uh, Dave Chappelle and then going on Comedy Central and having to follow something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think with them being a duo, it made it a lot easier and more, more palatable for people to accept. Like you couldn't just have radical ideas that wasn't laugh out loud funny. You know, like the fact that th- them being a team, you can have the soft spoken. I mean, it's, it's the Abbott and Costello. You can have the, the straight man and then the funny man mm-hmm. but if you're just gonna be straight man and then expect somebody to swallow that and then ask for more hell nah it's, it's not gonna happen yeah, they have perfect balance. balance that's why I sit there like when I on my creative projects I tell my friends I'm like you have to have balance yeah. like you can't just give me one thing I'm no. not gonna like it nope. you're gonna oversaturate it you sure and we're gonna hate it yep. that's one thing I like about Get Out it never oh, it balanced comedy mystery horror thriller like it was mm-hmm. just all on one plate yeah. so perfect diet and, yes. and it switched uh, so beautifully across each of the tones mm. that you never feel like you're watching a different movie yes when you're watching it out mm. it's like uh, there are some movies that you you're watching a horror thriller or like mm. a horror comedy and then you get comedy bits and horror bits action comedy too yeah, yeah. and action comedy and then yeah. they don't combine mm. at all yep and i think that get out did that probably one of the smoothest ways that i've ever seen where mm. like yeah you have a funny bit you have a social commentary about the racism and all this thing but there's a joke in there and there's a tense moment in there yeah. and there's all of these things that help the story move along. There's a lot of foreshadowing in the comedy of Get Out that I think uh, a lot of people missed uh, yeah, the first what, time. One of, my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is he was like uh, when they're like leaving the dinner and everybody was watching him. And then he goes upstairs and calls Little Real How and yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And he's like. <laughs> He's like, you with some eyes wide sh- shut shit right now. Yeah. Like, all this, all this stuff. He was like, ah. Like, sex slaves and shit. Yeah, sex yeah. slaves and shit. And it was funny. I mean, he, and he was like talking about cutting people's heads off and shit. But, I mean, he wasn't far off. No. That's the crazy yeah. part about yeah. it. I mean, I, I like that was like some obvious comic relief mm-hmm. stuff. Like my second time watching it, it made me um, like see the small stuff. Like um, what's like a Guillermo del Toro? I liked what he did with Shape of Water. It's gonna connect, but he was more of a dark fantasy type of writer. Yep. And then you get Shape of Water, so you got someone that lives in the darkness and fantasy world that has decided to write a romantic movie. Right. And then you get someone like um, with, with this movie, Jordan Peele. You get someone that has lived and is immersed in the comedy world and has decided to write a horror. You no. know, so. So, I mean, even though this isn't, like, intended to be a comedy, he still has that comedic essence to him. So, like, small stuff, like, not the comic relief stuff that, that got me. The stuff like um, just being in the car and they were saying, yeah, make sure you feed Sydney. Um, don't give him any human food. He has IBS. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's from a comedian. My dog has ir- irritable bowel syndrome. He's going to shit it all over the floor. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, if you feed him some human food. Like, small stuff like that is what I like from, like, a comedic writer. I really like uh, that. And, and, and I like those moments between Rod and Chris. Yeah. Uh, because not only are they're funny and they serve for like Rod to just be like, dude, get the fuck out of there. And yeah. You have that in the back of your mind <laughs> yeah. always. But they're character building moments yes. because we get what Chris, 
Chris feels that too, but he's trying to play it off. He's like, I'm just going to visit my white girlfriend's parents. Mm. You're on some weird shit. Leave yeah. me the fuck alone. And then Rod was right. And it, it's just like, they built character, they deliver information, mm. and they're funny yeah. a lot of the times. And, and I think it has one of the best endings. Like, the, like, I'll never forget, as a black person, at the end of the movie, mm. when you see the police car pull up, yeah. everybody in the theater said, oh, Oh, you fucked shit. up now. Now you done fucked up. This yeah. black dude behind me, he was like, oh, hell no. Yep. <laughs> oh, and, and you can see it in his eyes, too. You can see it in Chris's eyes. Like, yeah, he just put his hands like, up. It's like, like, I'm like, fucked. Yeah, because he's like him. strangling a white girl. Yep. Yeah, and exactly. You see, and you see, uh, and you see um, how, um, what was his Lower name? Lower Howry? What's his name? Ron. Ron, get out the car. And my favorite part, he's like, oh, T.S., Motherfucking A. <laughs> like you expected some dramatic. That's yep. how you know he's a real comedian at the end of the day. It's yep. like you expecting the, are you okay? How are you? I'm um, no. TS. Motherfucking, motherfucking A. We handle shit. Yep. Consider the uh, consider, uh, consider the situation handled. Yep. And it's like that. Because the have y'all seen the like the the original ending to it? No, nah, you told me it about was really it. Sad. it. was Way really sad. Way more darker. Yeah. It's yeah. like the actual police pull up and then mm. they're like in the he's like in it's like months later he's in jail and he's like talked to him he's like you gotta give me something and he said I stopped it yeah. and it's him walking away and mm. it's like you we know that's the real ending like yeah. at, the, yep. at the end of the day like that's the real ending yep. there's no if ands or buts nope. about it mm-hmm. you go into jail and that's I, what happens exactly yeah. my friend Justice is not gonna pull up like nah. no he, he nah. I got I kinda have shitty friends so they ain't gonna <laughs> they, gonna, they, gonna, they gonna think about it like a month later you know what I ain't heard from Sam in a long time yeah. <laughs> probably but, check him out speaking of like the, com- the comedy in there but um, my favorite uh, comedic scene really just that was straight comedy was um the scene where he goes into the police office and the character, um, she, her name was Maxine in a show called Living Single, mm-hmm. um, if anybody knows that. Uh, that was Maxine? Yeah, it was Maxine, yeah. Oh. She had the short uh, wig on, a little blonde wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking Maxine from Living Single. But anyway, uh, they're, they're sitting there and then he tells a story and then she looks at him as if she believes it or if it's serious, calls two more people <laughs> in and it was a great cutaway how they did that yeah. and just showed him right behind him. Tells a story all over again for them to just bust out laughing at how ridiculous this bullshit story is. <laughs> And I, I like his like little subtle things. How he took the dog with him. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, See, it's, it's like right here. it's very yep. subtle things. Yep. And then it did, another thing, I like very small details. Like yes. in, in the National Lampoon thing that mm-hmm. I watch, there's like if you pay when you watch it, there's a scene where they're leaving the movie theater. You walk by, there's movie posters of what's playing at that actual time. And oh, the nice. shit's crazy. Nice. Like you're gonna see like a raging bull poster and all oh, like, the detail. Yeah, it's nice. like the detail. Mm. Did you know Jordan Peele is the voice where it says a mind is a terrible thing to waste? Did y'all know that? Mm-mm. Uh, where was in, that? in general in In general, ever? yeah, when when they sit there in, in the movie when they and when they're watching the, the commercial and it says a mind is a terrible thing to waste and you see it like two times in the movie. You yeah. see it when Lil Real Howard is watching it and then you hear it when they're about to like do what they're doing with Chris. Uh, That's his voice. Interesting. It's, like, it's like small things. Okay. Yeah. Right, I, 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 I think, uh, and like apart from like all the balance and writing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, like the horror elements were so thoughtfully put out as mm-hmm. foreshadowing mm-hmm. Uh, that you don't know it's foreshadowing until you watch a movie a second time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they say things that are, com- like, I, I'm not black, but mm-hmm. I've heard these things said to black people like, yeah. while I'm in the vicinity. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just like, People saying like, "Oh, what's the African ex- uh, African American experience?" That's the like? hardest. Oh, question. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. hardest question to be asked because it's you, there's so many answers yeah. and there's not a right answer. No, like you could ask Chris that. Chris, what what is it like being black in America? Yeah, it's like I will have one, a completely different answer from every other black person in America. Yeah. I just say hard and tiring, and it's, <laughs> it's very frustrating. Hard. And like the, the so, but that that scene where he's going around and meeting all the white folks mm-hmm. gets so creepy after you know. 
what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they're they just want to know so they can take over his body and like be black themselves. Like the guy that says black is in fashion. Mm-hmm. Or the guy that says some people just want to be stronger or faster yep. or whatever the fuck. Yep. That the the level of like like it's not subtle. Mm. But you don't know it until it hits you after yes. you've realized what's happening. Yeah. The and best then you go like, oh, fuck, that's... Uh. The best scene out of all that is when he's taking the pictures and the blind dude is the one that talks to him. Oh. That shit was a fucking... That was genius. Yeah. And, like, and then he's like, I don't, I don't care about your color. He's like, yep. I just want your eyes. Just your eyes. Yeah. And it was see like... Through. Yep. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, how he knew him before. Yeah. And that's that's creepy. But it yeah. was, like, really good. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think it's a, it's amazing. Uh, Jordan Peele is a good writer. Yeah. Like, oh, just yeah. in general. I, I like how, how they were, he was trying to feel out other black people the way that black people do. It's like, if you're the only black person somewhere, and then you see another black person, then you're like, okay, let me go talk to this person. That and is the truest, that is like, the truest thing. Yeah, like, for real. And then you're going to talk to that person like, you're go- like normal. You're not going to, hey, how how are you doing today? Weather's pretty good. Yeah, you're gonna talk to him like normal, and that's what he does a, n- a number of times. And uh, one situation, he uh, he sees Lakeith Stanfield, and then uh, he's like, "Yeah, it's good to see another brother here." And then the guy turns around, and he's like, "And he just and, and looking at it now, just imagine a white person is hearing this from a black person, and it was like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, right. what, what do I take from that? It's good to see another person that looks like me. Okay, it's like there's no code for him. There's nothing in that, in that meaning. He goes to give him a fist bump. He was like, "Yeah, I'm with you, brother. We're connected." We're together and he's just a white guy inside of a black body so it was like oh okay and then he grabs the fist mm-hmm. and then so that's another indication for like what the fuck is this this isn't right like that's not a black person that's had black experience inside there you right. see it again where he's like trying to implement some of that jargon upstairs when he's talking to the grandmother georgina yeah. uh, georgina yeah. yeah yeah so um he's trying to implement some more of the jargon he was like yeah you know um you know you know i, I would never snitch on you you know because like he <laughs> the woman that played um Georgina should have got a, a she did something. S- she should have got something. Man, for like, real. She should have got something. Like. For real. I don't think she had a big enough of a part. Like, they couldn't even give her, like, best supporting actress. Just, or nothing even like that, because she had a big part. But she did a great job. She, <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Another favorite part of the movie, back to the whole, like, Lakeith Sanfield. Mm-hmm. I loved how they, intro- he's the opening scene of the movie. Yep, very beginning. And it's And it makes, the movie told you what was going to happen in the first 10 seconds of the movie, basically. Yeah. Like, he's walking. He's like, you're not going to get me today. Yeah, and then no. they come out. And then mm-hmm. it's, and that, that's, what I, that's what I said about, like, delivering information to an audience. Like, Jordan Peele is really good at delivering information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't know that it's important until it's important. Between yeah. Get Out and Blade Runner kind of had me confused. I like movies that have me confused into, like, the middle of the movie. Mm. And then, like, shit just starts coming together. And it's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. like when, You said you still haven't seen Blade Runner, right? Nah, huh. When you see Blade Runner, it's not going to make sense until, like, the middle towards like the, the like, end. Honestly, the I first mean, half hour of the movie is just set up. But the twist is worth it. Just just watch. It's three hours though, so get yeah, you gotta be three hours yeah, I know. later. I know. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. piss. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 what I was saying is about as far as him trying to implement jargon with um with what would you say the, the grandmother's name was? Georgina. Georgina. Mm-hmm. When he's up there, he was like, I would never snitch on you. You know I wouldn't snitch on you. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to process that, you know, from a person that's not that's not part of her her, her lexicon, her jargon at all. Oh. She's like, What? And, he was and like, even the lingo, she said tattletale. Oh yeah, he yeah. Like, he's like, you know, like rat you out. Uh-huh. And she's still like, uh, like, oh, tattletale. Then he's just like, What the fuck? What yeah. is this? Like <laughs> this isn't how the interaction should go. And then he was like, Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. It just um it just makes me nervous when there's just so many white people around, and that's just how like an actual interaction would go in real we life. Have that con- I, me and my black all friends, the time. Me and my black friends have that conversation. And it's like 
went and I've heard the same word for word when there's too many white people I get nervous yeah and, and like it, when I first started at the job that I was at I was said I sat down and the only other black lady that works there she came up to me and just looked around she was like you know it's just us right <laughs> you know what I'm saying but like so I'm just saying I, I seriously worked, I worked for a company I can't name drop them because they they, got, they worth some money and they will come get me mm-hmm. but uh I said the same thing when I first worked there and I saw the black dude coming in I was like not to sound weird, but we got to stick together. Yeah, you know, I said, hey, hey, you know, I it's said, only us. If, I said, because if I, I wish I, Hispanic people that shit like we can see each other from across the hallway and they go like, sorry, pendejo. <laughs> That's the only thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, I I asked a friend, this girl I go to school with named Kayla. Mm-hmm. I like I I ask these questions that may seem racist because it's like I want I want to do like character studies, not character studies, but like cultural studies on everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, so like. I know this sounds racist, but like, uh-huh. do you know such and such? She's like, because they Asian, I know such and such. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, got to, got to. She was like, I do, but I'm not giving you the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do know that person. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, for your assumptions, um. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you were talking about like the those interactions of him trying to yeah. establish some sort of familiar connection with yeah. the other black people in the movie. Yeah. There's something about the way that they talk mm. in, in, in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That not only lets you know that something is off, but mm. it, it feels almost, and I know they didn't do this, but it feels almost like the voiceover was ADR. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it feels so disconnected from the person that's talking mm. to mm. that I wouldn't be surprised if the technicality was that they actually recorded the lines off somewhere else yeah. and made it look a little bit disconnected on purpose. Mm. But whatever they did to those dialogue scenes and the ways these actors performed. Uh, when they were like, like as white people inside of a black person body, yeah, you can definitely feel the tension in Chris, and you can feel the tension of the scene happen. Oh yeah, and like I think that's just that just speaks to how talented Peel is at building an atmosphere, because mm-hmm. a lesser director would have probably not gotten that right. It's some something the combination of like the way the dialogue sounds, the Chris's reaction shots. Uh, and and just just work really his, well. His facial expressions are like spot on. Like oh, those yeah. are people make those. It's like. Like yeah. I don't know how to react to this. No, he did a great job with that. It was it was it was great. Like I said, on on the, on the second or third or any time after the first one, and just understanding like this is the grandfather, a old white man inside of this youthful twenty some odd thirty year old uh, black man's body. Right. And now that you know that, and then you're listening to the conversation from the perspective of him being the the grandfather of the person that you're dating right. you know so now that conversation sounds a little bit differently yeah. from his perspective not knowing that's the grandfather he's like oh i think that he might be trying to fuck you yeah <laughs> you know? it, it was very creepy the first like the first yeah. time i was like that's yeah. sketchy and yeah. then it was like it's like oh that's his granddaughter that's yep. why it was like she's like that's like my grandchild i, I love it to death mm-hmm. like it, it makes sense but yeah. like the first time i was like that's it, creepy what? as fuck yeah uh, I like how they, the the transition from visiting white girl's family mm-hmm. to holy fuck, this is their people are gonna kill me. Yes, uh, was handled so gradually mm-hmm. that by the time that they're in the staircase mm-hmm. uh, where she's like fidgeting to find the keys, mm-hmm. I looked up and I was just like, oh wait, what the fuck? This is happening. I yeah. forgot about this. Yeah, uh, because it's not readily apparent that that's actually what's happening. Because it's like they, it's like the the frog in the cold water. They mm. slowly yep. keep turning up the tension yeah. and, and until I, at the very end you realize that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's like we knew something sketchy was coming, but I thought we was gonna have to wait a little bit longer. Yep. And I, my, you know, I can't give you the keys right. <laughs> Everybody's reaction in the theater. <gasps> said, oh, yep. <laughs> oh shit! Yep. And, then, and then like the the black. Dude, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have recorded. Like <laughs> the black. Dude, like he he needs to have like a reaction video. Oh like, He God. was like. Like, 
I'm not gonna say it. He was like, "This N word mm. <laughs> is about to get. He about to die." You see, we can't have shit. Yeah. Oh, we can't have shit. It's, yep. it's like it was funny, but I my my personal favorite part of that is when is right as he says, um, "I can't give you the keys." It's yeah. his look, like, "Oh yeah, I, it's fight or flight." It's yes. it's fight. It's fight or flight. And he and he was ready to go. Like he was ready to fight everybody. Yeah, but yeah. she was in his head. So yeah. clip put in the way he fell. Like that was pretty funny. It found, yeah, finally got to that point because he didn't even raise his voice before that point. Yeah. you know he was been he's been angry for a while, mm-hmm. but until that point of the give me the keys, he's finally yelling, mm-hmm. "Give me the fucking keys!" Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's when the jujitsu guy <laughs> was ready to put him in a headlock type shit. No, we don't even put him in the headlock. That's when they're fighting over the broom or something, yeah, yeah. and she yeah. just tings him out of life. I also like the way that the fight scenes they felt real. They yeah. didn't feel like they were like I know they were. Um, what's it called? Cor- uh, uh, sorry, I, I just want to point yeah. out that uh, one of our microphones is being a bitch. So yeah. if you hear a popping, that's the microphone being mm. a dick. It's, it's sorry. Okay. Mm. Gonna, you're going to glow up very soon. I can see it. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, what were you saying? But like, uh, it's it's like it felt real. Like when you're being attacked, like yeah. you're not about to, oh, we about to just fist fight. Like put, put your, no. Like they like grabbing items and stuff. I, and I also love the part where like the mom stabs him in the hand. And he takes it and like slices her throat. And they don't even show that. They yeah, and they don't. Yeah. And it's so I like movies like that where yep. you don't have to be gory. Mm-hmm. Like you can make horror movies and not be gory yep. at yeah, all. Yep. It's all about building tension and then paying off that tension, which is something that Peel does amazingly well oh, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. But it, even in the moments of like, he never crosses genres when there's a need to relieve tension. Oh yeah. yeah. If you're if you're getting a horror moment, you're getting a you're horror, horror moment. moment. Yeah. But the transition between the horror moments and the comedy moments is such a smooth gradient mm-hmm. that it feels like they're combined and they mesh well together. But oh, yeah. in reality, you're getting comedy and horror in two separate incidents. And yeah. the symbolism in the movie is beautiful with yeah. the teacup and the deer. Oh, like man. that, it was so beautiful. There, I'm so pissed off at this. So mm. I have Get Out on DVD, but yes. I have like the basic ass cover, right? Yeah. Right. With the glass cover. There's a cover where it's it's white, and it's his eyes, and it says "Get Out." And when you open it, it's just the teacup. Oh, oh damn, nice. that's nice. And it's like it was like a steel book, but yeah. it was like, oh, we this is only available online. I was like, no. Nah. Uh, <laughs> lo- there was there was something that they brought up a little bit that didn't really get. Uh, D- discussed too much in the movie that I thought about even afterwards, um, even this time, was um, the the guy that was doing the martial arts, the brother mm-hmm. that's there, and um, and then them kind of talking about how martial arts is like okay, that's a thinking man's game. You know, it's more accustomed mm-hmm. to to chess is what mm-hmm. you you would go because you got to think one move, two moves, three moves ahead, mm-hmm. and then I'm in my mind I'm like saying that's akin to what a white person would be, mm-hmm. the thinking person. He's like you don't need the black athletic body to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, I would. If I was in your body, I would maximize your body and maximize yeah. the potential. And that's kind of what they, they're trying to do by bringing these two things in. You have the um, the founder, the grandfather, talking about on the TV screen, you know, just being able to use the black man's body, the physicality of the body, and then the, the mind of the white man, and then have the ultimate product. And that yeah. was like a discussion that's just isn't super discussed but this movie is really trying to show that you know that this is how you feel you feel intellectually superior Mm -hmm. to to black men or black people in general but genetically you recognize them to be superior so you want to merge for that reason what they should my only complaint that i wish jordan peele would have done is like on the dvd but this is what's the director of blade runner 2049 was his name he has a short film that Mm -hmm. leads up into blade runner 2049 oh it's literally 
maybe like 15 minutes right before the movie. Yeah. So it makes the movie make sense. I wish he would have made like a little prequel hmm. thing, like as a director, because mm-hmm. yeah. as all three directors, uh, I think we should like make short like prequels or little mini sequels hmm. after the the movie or mm-hmm. the film and like put it on the DVD. It shouldn't yeah. be in theaters. It should just be on the DVD. I kind of like that. That's a fun more content. Bonus. Yeah, it gives you. It makes you. You can consume it better. Yeah, yeah. I like Cause, that. Because, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I knew that. I, I didn't know if you know about that. Uh, what, 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 what did you guys feel about like the? Because the first time I watched the movie, a lot of this shit escaped me. Mm. Um, but I'm also, I'm also not black, yeah. so I'm like a little disconnected from it. Did, yeah. did you guys catch a lot of the shit? Did you guys catch a lot of what Peel was doing? Oh yeah. yeah. The first time. Oh yeah. It, yeah. it like I said, I, one of my one of my white friends was with me, so it was like, my friend Henry's black, me yeah. and Henry black, and we like, oh my goodness, like my friend Tanner got it, but he didn't get all of it. Yeah, and and it's like me and Henry was like, that's going to change the game. I was like, there's no I movie. Didn't, I didn't think that was changing the game because I, I didn't think that that anyone outside of like black people or black men specifically would accept that in like the full pop culture mm-hmm. forefront of things like you were saying with Atlanta mm-hmm. it's like okay I dig it but why mm-hmm. is anybody else besides people that look like me gonna like this mm-hmm. so that it surprised the fuck out of me that pop that became like a, a pop culture sensation you know I, I, I think that the reason why and this is just me hypothesizing but I think the reason that happened is because it was such an honest oh yeah endeavor into exploring that and long overdue too yeah uh, yeah and long overdue but it was such an honest thing yeah that that anyone that wasn't black or anyone that was like the movie was calling out for perpetuating these kind of stereotypes or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, felt comfortable enough to admit that, oh, yeah, no, fuck, that's, that's right. We do that. Because mm. it wasn't presented in a way that punishes white people yeah. or, 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 or uh, how do you say, like glorifies yeah. black people. Sure. It's yes. presented in a way where it's just like, this is what's happening. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. You have to admit it. Boom. And I feel like that made other races more comfortable with the idea of accepting that this is entirely a movie based on the black experience yes and it has a very clear social commentary and if you don't get that social commentary you didn't watch the movie correctly i love you that. missed yeah. something out of the movie he uh, gave you the perfect metaphor to see through an african-american's eyes he did yes it, he really it's did. a perfect is a perfect lens do, do you remember in, in uh, earlier on in the movie where he first meets the parents and then he's talking about um obama he, yes yes <laughs> oh, I was just about and, to get and, to it's, and it's like i've i've been i've been with white people and mm. it's like so how do you feel about two chains, or how do you feel about? Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's like, bro, I listen to Radiohead probably more than you do. It's like for <laughs> real, man. Like for really, really, it's like what the fuck? I got every No Doubt album. Like you want to talk it, about No it, Doubt? Exactly. <laughs> it was like, bro, you heard the Jonas Brothers get back together? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, but but like but like but that's but it's just like having to hear that. It's like you know I would have voted for Obama for a third term. You know, best president of my lifetime as far as I yeah yeah he is. But it's like but the thing is when in that conversation they go from him trying to ease the fact of racism he was like yeah i know what you're thinking you know i got hired help both of them are black you know you think that it may be some racism in there then he explains why he has him there and then to kind of try to ease the fact that he's not racist he tries to put in it was like oh yeah and, and let me tell you about obama now, if i if i and, tell you that and I'll, i and I, I hate that because i went to if did you go to pub, we went all went to public school yeah, yeah. so if you go to public school you have to deal with that on a daily like yes i'm not racist but or yeah. like um well I have one black friend, mm-hmm. and it's like your, your one black friend's kind of like he's black, but he got some social, not social, but like some cultural issues. Some like, issues, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and, he, and it's just like, what the fuck? What does having the fact that Obama was a great president mm-hmm. have anything to do with the fact that you have two black housemates? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What, what does that have to do with anything? I don't see the connection. Yeah. Like, because they're both black? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and what the fuck? And it's like, you could have hired anybody, but like the beautiful, like, 
that's just beautiful how they foreshadowed everything. Yeah. And like one of my favorite parts of the movie is when she says, "Go get him, Grandpa." Like mm-hmm. if you don't understand that, yeah. Like I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I uh, I think that the the like what I really like about the the conclusion of the movie mm. is that everything makes sense. Yeah. There's not a like a glaring plot hole or something. Mm. There's not like. Oh, he just get out or whatever. Every moment from the moment he's trapped yeah. to like the moment he escapes makes perfect logical it sense. Does. Yeah. Uh, even when he like, and then, and then, then Peel is really good at that uh, advertising and mm. then paying off on that advertisement because sure he did is. the thing with the Flash with uh, Andre. Yep. That's at the end what saves him with the grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 so th- there's a couple of more moments like that. There's like there's yeah. a lot of like advertising yeah. that gets paid off later. And yeah. uh, I genuinely, I gen, I fucking love when directors do that because mm. a lot of directors just go like, "Nah, fuck it, it's gonna happen." <laughs> I love setups. Like, t- please, please yeah. set. I love movies where it's like they say some shit in the first like act, yeah, yeah. and it comes through. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Yep. Like, yep. bro, just it. Like, um, I kind of like in Star Wars, like The Last Jedi. Uh. Okay, what change from change from Get Out of the, uh, Like, okay. The last, not last, what was the one? The Force Awakens okay. set up Snoke, mm-hmm. but Brudge is like, they shitted on the idea of Stoke it, Snoke in the new one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so why'd you set it up for that? Like, I don't, that's what Different happens. Directors. When you, yeah, that's what happens when you switch people. Yep. You have to stay with the same thing. I like how Jordan Peele, like, stayed true to himself. Here, here's, and something, his vision. here's something we were discussing on the last episode, and we got another movie that's the exact same thing with mm-hmm. uh, a movie that is the writer and the director, same person. How many, what percentage of movies that are your favorite would you conclude are directed and written by the same person? Uh, two. And that's Get Out and that's uh, Scott Pilgrim. Those are the only two movies that you, are your like top movies? Top movies. Well, those two and, because Blade Runner 2049, the director didn't write that. I mean, it doesn't have to come out in the last three years. I mean, just. Try- oh, oh, what do you, oh. Oh, Woody, Woody Allen, uh, Sleeper, and Annie Hall, because he wrote and directed those. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, our conclusion was I'm saying like at least probably 80% of my favorite movies mm-hmm. were directed and written by the same person, and you get ultimate continuity mm-hmm. you know, yeah. between both things. And Brian's kind of similar, I would assume. Yeah, because the, there's no translation between you know, director and writer. There's no loss of concept yeah. in there. And, and you don't want to argue, because like, I, I watch a lot of like documentaries mm-hmm. about like how uh, really, Scott and Harrison Ford fought all the time mm. on Blade Runner, mm. and it was like, no, it's this, no, it's this. Yeah. Well, technically, it should be what really Scott wants because yeah. he's the director. Yeah. I mean, that arena of Blade Runner is garbage, but the first one is <laughs> the first. The first one's garbage, but it's artistic, so that's why we like it, and it's really good for hipsters to talk about. Talk, that's the, oh, are, you talk, are you talking about Mother? What movie you no, talking about? No, I'm talking no, about I'm the I'm first Blade Runner. <laughs> I'm telling you, you described hip, Mother. Hip, hipster, like that's You're one thing. Not, I'm, Here's what it, here's you're not wrong. <laughs> I have to I have to watch Mother. Like it's that's, kind of, that's, that's Jennifer funny. Lawrence is looking at me right now. Like why haven't you seen my terrible movie? <laughs> For context, I have a giant poster of Jennifer Lawrence yes. looking at him. Yeah. Uh, and but uh, the Get Out. Uh, why were we talking about Get Out before we went on this like? Wait, uh, does Wes Anderson write his movies? Yes, uh, okay. a lot of his movies he does. Yeah. Did he write Royal Tenenbaums? I, so. I believe so, but I'll, I'll Did, check. Yeah. Throw that throw that on the list. I thought Royal Tenenbaums was beautiful. It had it only had one black person in it, but it still was beautiful. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, fucking uh, the the get out. Oh, Quentin Tarantino. My fault to cut you off. Quentin Tarantino. I forgot. He, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot Quentin Tarantino. I'm I'm like. I'm it's, a, it's a long list. You had to come yeah. back on the show for a whole yeah. other thing because yeah. that's what we're saying. Like there's most of the that, better that movies. That could be that enough way. topic for an episode. That is. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, J.J. Abrams in the in the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Like direct, yeah. 
I don't like Abrams that much. He's, I mean, the thing is that he writes and directs, but when he's just directing and someone else is writing, nah, fuck that. I have a quick sidebar, and yeah. we, we got to cut off after this. Yeah. So this is the big debate. I wish I had came on here for the Star Wars episode. Okay. Like, Brian loved the Star Wars I, movie. Yeah, I, I loved it too, mm-hmm. but this, the next one is going to be make or break between Star Wars fans okay. because you have J.J. Abrams can go back and undo everything. He sure can. Then what's his name? Um, that was, what was the dude? Did, Brian, Rian Johnson. Johnson? Rian, um, yeah, Rian, Rian Johnson. Yeah. Rian Johnson. Yeah. And – or he can go back to us or like make his own thing. My thing is, I guess you got to roll with what Ryan Johnson. You did. got to. You got to. You got to. You got like <laughs> yes. you. You. R.I.P. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. You, yep. what, what are you going to do with her? And my thing. My thing is this. I liked. You can tell they were made by two yeah. different people yes. because you had remake and then you had let's try to do something more original. Mm-hmm. Because I love what they did with Luke. I like how they made Luke like broken. Uh, yeah, broken. He's like depilated and all that. You just yeah. catch depilated? the I catch the dilapidated, dilapidated. The, yes, I right. catch oh, the blue right. milk Easter egg in the beginning. Uh-huh. Y'all didn't catch the blue like when he's drinking oh, milk. Oh yeah, yeah, the blue catch milk. The blue yeah, milk. What's, what's what is supposed to mean though? I mean, I seen from him the drinking fr- it. Remember from the first callback. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 They had like really cool callback. I think. Ryan Johnson's movie was more ambitious, mm. but I, there was some sci- there's like some special effects stuff that was kind of spotty. Mm. I didn't see any spotty things in Force Awakens. Right. But I feel like they fans character they it just makes me so sad because fan can do so much better. My favorite scene is fan about to sacrifice himself. All right. I mean, if they all were right. The, all right, yeah, we got we got to talk about right. a little bit more. Get out. Okay. We can finish up. I'm very passionate about Star Wars. Uh, well, uh, we can talk about it in the closing a bit. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, Back to Get Out, one thing that made it special is it was an experience that nobody's had in theaters. Yes. Or hasn't yeah. had in a very yes, long time. Yes, very much. I definitely agree. Yeah. I, I think Peel understands. As a comedian, you have to understand how to, how to set up a punchline and yeah. then pay that punchline off. Yeah. Uh, and I think that applies very much to in the horror. writing of, mm-hmm. of Get Out. The mm-hmm. half of the movie is the setup. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets trapped, after that, it's all punchlines yeah. to every foreshadowing that you got. In terms of writing... That's really hard to do and do successfully in today's climate mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of directors, I think, have this concern that people are not going to get it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get the information. Hmm. So they, they vomit out of too much information. And by the time you get to the punchline, the audience, is, it, it just becomes unfocused. And there's not a punchline to any setup that you've done because you've given out so much information. That's awesome. I like that. I, my brain was just like spinning a thousand when you said that because I'm thinking as a, a comedy writer, yeah. he would be, like you're saying, you, you, you come up with your start and your punchline. But, you know, for in a horror movie, it wouldn't be a punchline. It would be your payoff, right. you know, yeah. or your drama. So it's like just but coming from a comedy writer's mindset, it was like, all right, you set them up and then you knock them down. Yeah. Set them up, knock them down in a comedic way. But you can put that into anything the way that you yeah. were just and, saying. And the way he like, he's like, Comedy and horror is the same genre. It's like you're just trying to get that one feeling out of it. Mm-hmm. But another thing I really liked about the movie, not to come bring back on the race thing, he made a black movie that wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. And I told, and that's one thing I told yeah. my friends, like we were talking about, I said he made a black movie that wasn't embarrassing. Yes. Or, or that perpetuated like the, the stereotypes. Yeah. Yes. And it is, exactly. it's like, I, yes. I can't stand Tyler Perry movies. I know it's, I, I fucking know, hate Tyler Perry It no. is so sad. And I tell my sister and I tell my mom, it's mm. like, they're it's portray- yeah, I said they're portraying us to be stereotypes, and we're not pushing the culture forward. Yep. I said I saw Get Out, and I almost like cried. I was like, yep. "You made me feel the way I actually feel." And yep. this isn't this isn't like, "Oh, this is a stereotype." No, like I, I had white friends Chris asking me a, questions about. Chris race. was a dude. He yeah. was just a dude that happened to be black. He wasn't yeah. like a black stereotype, a black nope. image of something. Yep. Uh, which I, I really appreciate. Same. Uh, Love that. Yeah. If Hispanic people could get on that game, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
That's why we, we waiting on you. We wait, yeah, I see no. the typewriter in the back. We waiting on you. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> you got to be the guy. We trying to we trying to do uh, Black Panther sellout ticket uh, pre sale tickets for you. Oh yeah, that's what I'm happen. telling you. you I, I, hopefully that shit happens. Yeah. Uh, but but like I was saying, like I, I think where this movie really shines mm-hmm. is that uh, it's the writing. I mean, the writing is Great gorgeously writing. Yes. written. And he like, should get a best original screenplay. If he doesn't win Picture of the Year, he needs at least best original screenplay. Something else was up for uh, Shape of Water is up for best original screenplay, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like Shape of Water. And, and that's, that. that's where I'm. That's where I'm. I'm, I'm kind of torn between those two movies because yeah. I, I, I love them both. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think that I think that Get Out is gorgeously written mm-hmm. and it looks gorgeous in film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's one of those movies that it runs the risk of a lot of people not like ignoring the social commentary of the movie mm-hmm. and then just sort of watching the movie at, at face value, mm-hmm. which I think is the incorrect way to watch this movie because mm-hmm. you have to take the social commentary to this movie to get the punchline of mm-hmm. everything that he's setting up. If you're not black, you have to be able to understand mm-hmm. this sentiment and empathize with the sentiment in black culture in order to get what Jordan Peele is saying. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, that now that cultures are a little bit more merged together, that's where a lot of like the other races have just been kind of like, oh, no, 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 I get that because I've been in the room when that happened to someone that I know. Yeah. And that, that line of empathy is something that a lot of black directors and black filmmakers uh, can't do successfully because they're not drawing from their own life experience or they're not drawing from that mm-hmm. black experience. Yeah. They're drawing to either make a silly joke or, 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 or make a funny scene in a movie. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's, uh, it's not doing anything for the conversation. And that's that's why I say this, like Jordan Peele just showed that he was three dimensional oh, yes. last year. Yeah. And what's I don't even think Get Out's probably gonna be his best project. It may. What I what I really think is gonna be crazy mm. is you know, he's they're bringing back uh Twilight Zone and he's yep, supposed I to heard do, about that. Yeah. he's doing the first episode. I can't wait for that. And he's about to do and he's about to do like the sequel to Get Out. Yeah. Well it's not a sequel, but it's like it's gonna be in a shared universe. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna I think the second one. Because, you know, you gotta have a new hope before you have yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I think his Empire Strikes yeah. Back is on the way. For, and, and something we were saying as far as um, having authentic voices mm-hmm. and um, and we, we could really, uh, black people specifically, could really uh, feel the authenticity in the, in the writing. It, it, make, it makes me think about something that you said, I think it was with Louise, and as you were watching a movie and then a, a female character said something and then she was like, that's a, a, another female did not write that, <laughs> that for was, a woman a to write. Like yeah, she was like, that is a man that wrote that. You look in the credits and then you find out, sure enough, that was a man that was writing for that woman. But it's like, as a man, I've only thought as a man and been a man, so whenever she's speaking, like I don't know how to think like a woman to know if that's an appropriate thing that a woman would say in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you look at it differently. So it's like being as a, as a black man and living these experiences, when you see something that authentic, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and that's that's where I really want to see more of those movies with, or television shows that just has authentic voices that you, that just, and people will gravitate to it. I mean, yeah. it just is. Authenticity breeds conversation. And yeah. conversation is the thing that brings the message of a movie out. Because people want to talk about it. People yeah. want Real to Real human it. interaction. Yeah. 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 And and I, and and I think cinema is one of those great overarching things that culture has, where yeah. you can just vomit out a feeling, yeah. and then put images to it, and people just go like, ah, "I get that," like, and and people relate to it. And I think uh, Jordan Peele took great advantage of the medium mm-hmm. to say what he wanted to say, but he also made something that's fun and relatable mm-hmm. and well fucking mm-hmm. made. I mean, I can't find. I missed uh, like an editing. And I love error. the color palette for the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's gorgeously yeah. composed. Yeah. The lighting is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the 
it was shot digitally, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and you can tell that he's not trying to make digital look like film. Nope. He's using digital. And mm-hmm. it gets so sloppy. When I hate. Yeah. If you're going to shoot on 16 millimeters, shoot on 16 millimeters. <laughs> yeah. Don't fake it. And, yeah. and I think Jordan Peele is uh, he's confident as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And it shows up that he wanted to make a movie that was both controversial, relatable, starting a conversation. But most of all, he wanted to make a good product. Yes. And he made it. If, if I have a, oh, my only knock, and I don't know if it can be a knock or not, I have to see more product. But I want to know who his DP was because I didn't think it was that great. But that might have just been how you wanted to make me feel with the experience. Because yeah. the, way, the way that it was shot, you know, it's just it's very uncomfortable. Like, I'm in the car with you, but I'm too close. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting right here. I love, claustro- I love movies that make me feel claustrophobic, I'm saying, Yeah, yeah so like, I don't know if he's a very good, like, uh, director of photography or, and, you know, and he hit the nail on the head with this movie to make you feel those feelings by having the camera positioned that way or if he just doesn't know how, what he's doing that much. I'm going to bet that he's great you yeah. know, but I just need to see more of it. That, that could sure. be my only knock. I mean, he could have had a little bit cooler transi- uh, like like scene transitions. But like, I mean, this is his first direction. This is his first movie though. Yeah, yeah. As a director, yeah. but and and it looks like from um as far as best original screenplay for this year that it's gonna win most likely. They're the front rotors as, as Get Out and Lady Bird, and the uh, other is Lady Bird really like I like I, I love Lady Bird, but it's not a best original screenplay. I feel like Lady. Yeah. Bird, remember Edge of Seventeen? It, it looks, no, it, no, no, no. Edge of Seventeen no. was terrible. Yes, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was I'm, terrible. Because like. I, I like that Jeff Seventeen. I, I know he did. He I, loved Edge Seventeen. I, I hated that I piece get of through. shit. It was, and I love Woody Harrelson. I, feel I yes. love Woody Harrelson. Yes, I love Woody. And it's love just like Woody. I was trying to watch it. It was. It made me. Cr- I was trying me to too. watch it, and me I was too. cringing. Me too. And that's why I was like, she's sitting there talking shit to her mom, cussing yeah. her mom out, slamming doors. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's like you're not relatable. You're just throwing a tantrum. That's why I was. That's why I'm kind of hesitant about no, watching Lady, Lady Bird. No, Lady Bird is real shit. Lady Bird is the white girl. Just white girl on a temper tantrum, but it's a lot better. It's an artistic temper tantrum. Way artistic. I'm, it's worth seeing. I, th- I, yeah. I think that it's because it's not focused on one moment of that character's life. It yeah. kind of goes through a lot of years. Oh, yeah. You okay. see some that's, genuine. That's better. Like, oh, because you get growth in this one. Yeah, yeah. You, you, get get a, you get growth a lot earlier mm-hmm. in, in this one. Yeah. Um, but Lady Bird's really good. But yes. is Get Out, who's Get Out competing? Uh, it's, get, it's Get Out and Lady Bird are the front runners. And then it's The Shape of Water, Three Billboard, three Billboards, and The Big Sick. I'm it de- sorry, it depends but on who's for voting. front runner, get, uh, Shape of Water should be there instead. It should of be in the front runner. I agree. It should be instead of Lady Bird. Yeah. To, to, it depends on who's voting. It's like, That's are we doing, are we doing off of stats or are we doing it off of, <laughs> are of we doing art? Off, yeah, are we yeah. doing off of art? If we're judging about art, then. Shape of Water. If we're doing it on yeah. Shape of Water, I feel like it's more artistic and it probably will probably win best screenplay. No. But if we're doing off a of hype last year, Get Out, like I heard no other movie outside of like I was the I was surprised by the reception of Get Out. Yeah. Because when it was coming it came out in January, so that's like the moment where most people ignore. And it was cold. Like I remember seeing it and it was cold outside and I was like, We really don't go to the movies when yeah. it's cold outside. Anyway. Uh I think we're about the moment where we we're kinda ready to stop talking about Get Out. Uh, I, I I think it's a genuinely fantastic film. It was it was one of my top three of mm-hmm. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, only defeated by Baby Driver and Shape of Water. Baby Driver is number three yeah. though. Uh, I can't say nothing. What would you give? Get out. Uh, get out. Um, I had issues with it when it first came out, and they gave it the uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, then dropped it yeah. down to 99. And did you I'm see an av- a, an old black film direct uh, critic gave it like his one score brought it down to 99. Did you know that it nah. wasn't. It was a, an actual minority who did that. And they should have, because yeah. it's not a perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie. No. It's like, I don't, I don't even think it's a 99. It's like, I, I talk shit, and I think this is a nine, a 9.5, a 95 out of 100. It's just my shit was, how are you saying this is perfect? 
<laughs> you know, so that, I, that's my. It's my, not perfect. It's not perfect. That's one thing I had to tell tell my friends. I was like, this year we're not rating things. We're not giving tens out. We we're, we're no. going nine. We're going nine point nine. Mm. But yeah, I get. I give it a. If like we're gonna, if we're gonna be honest, I, I'll give it a nine point three. Nine three. There we go. Nine, that that seems nine, very reasonable. Nine three. It had it had its issues. I mean, yes. I feel like they could have went more backstop uh, backstory with like their, his family mm. and then all that stuff, and we could have learned about like the first time they did it. Mm. I'd love to see a prequel of like the first time they did this. You know, you know why I can agree with that a little bit because I didn't even notice until they started doing the incision and cutting the scalps off the people's head. And then they started showing showing the scar and it was like, oh, why is he wearing this hat? Oh, why is he wearing this hat? Oh, why is she wearing her hair that way? You know, I didn't even pick that up till later on. Yeah. What about you, Ron? I would give it a, I would give it a solid 8.5. 8.5, yeah. I think technicality, the movie looks great. It does. The writing's amazing. Yes. Um, But uh, in terms of like, like story, it's a pretty standard horror Mm. plot. Mm-hmm. Just with a new, fresh twist to it. Oh, yes. Uh, and I think it was handled as best as it could have done to Very get nice. this movie out of there. So, open by- <laughs> Sam, the way Sam's looking at it, you got to understand that okay. that's like the best rating you're ever going to get out of Brian. No, no, no. I understand. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I understand. Because I'm like that. It's like I'm either going really high mm-hmm. or really low. I, I don't, one I don't movie like a nine. You gave one movie nine. I mean, yeah. my, Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. My, I've never seen it. I've I seen, know that. I gave two movies a nine. What? No, no, because I said in Bruges was like my. It, it, it depends on what we rate. Because, like, if we're saying the best original screenplay, I'm going to get out. But if we go on movie of the year, Blade Runner 2049. I mean, they have. Blade, um, Blade Runner 2049 was the most beautifulest movie of. Is that a word? Beautifulest? Beautifulest? Nope. No. Beautiful. The most beautifulest thing in this world. Yeah, that's too old. I need, I need Webster <laughs> to come find me. We're going to get a check from that. I'm gonna get, yeah. I'm gonna, we can get some royalties off of that. But, um,. I think that was the most beautiful movie of last year. Uh, for for Best Picture nominees, Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, and Get Out, three billboards inside of uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. So uh, The Shape of Water will probably win Best Picture, and Get mm-hmm. Out will probably win Best Original Screenplay. I want Daniel Kaluuya to get something. He's not getting anything. He ain't getting nothing. But I, I, mm-hmm. it'd be cool. That's another thing I forgot to talk about. The performances were fantastic yes. from everybody all around. Definitely so. Uh, what would you give it? Oh, I'll give it a nine. No, I'll give it a five. Yeah, nine five. Nine five, nine, five. nine three, eight five. Okay. Eight five. Yeah, uh, uh, that was that's Get Out. That's almost an hour of talking about fucking Get Out. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to cut, and then we're going to go to television and movie premieres. And, uh, yeah, we'll hey, be hey. right back. Yeah. It, this season was so awful. I mean, this is not going to get any better. It, it, but, I mean, I give Debbie the thing, though. What's good, Debbie? Yeah, right. <laughs> Debbie. Debbie Thick. Yeah, but, Debbie Thick, though. I'm trying to sing. She just turned 18, like, last year, too. What? See, this, this is the thing, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you're, you're looking at me weird. You're looking at me weird talking about she just turned 18. She just turned 18 on the show. I wasn't. Jo- I'm just biting my neck. <laughs> what? Chill. <laughs> Uh, oh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. You know, it's like they—they they really say that it's like when um someone is just expressionless and be like, "Wow, he's such a great actor," <laughs> you know, and they're not doing anything because you're just projecting it onto yourself. I'm looking at him like he's thinking so many things right now and judging me. And <laughs> okay. most, like, most of the time, most of the time, it's like I either I'm have just to, bleeding out of my mouth. So. I feel somebody did it. He's like. Are you okay? I was like, I'm deciding. Do I need to take this shit now, or do I need to take it later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't think I have enough time before class, bro. Yeah. Um, the Carmichael show. I was seen a huge, all of that. Love that. Huge fan. Sad yeah. it got canceled. Yeah. 
Ash versus the Evil Dead is pretty cool. Bronze on that, yeah. I, I like the I, I like the show. I haven't watched it, but I like what I've watched. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I'll go back and rewatch stuff. I like was rewatching Weeds. Oh no, I'll tell you what show pissed me off Uh-oh. last year. Oh, I pissed me. It the leftovers. Me the fuck off. Okay, what? no. What was it? Love. It was a show called Love. It's not a show called Love. <laughs> it is still running. Season two just finished, and it is great. Season, you about to talk shit? Season one was beautiful, and season yes, two was. was garbage. You I, get out of here. I hate it. What? I hated Jillian's you, character. Jillian, it was purposeful. It, they had to but, make her seem like that. But it was it's, it's real. Though. It was like real. That's why I did. That's one thing I did like. I mean, you cannot lie. You cannot like her character, but you can't say season two was bad I mean, it was just like the main character that we got to know and love is now a terrible person yeah. and, and it's, it's hard to look at but it's True. very good writing it, you know what it, I didn't like, expect it to be as good, well as it was the first season I was like this yeah. is gonna be garbage it's but great. like I, if you play in something that I like I'll go and watch all your stuff what, uh, what, what show is this uh, love, love. love. Uh, Judd Apatow's uh, romantic no. comedy Love on Netflix. Of course, I, I'm an old white man at heart. I watch Frasier. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. I didn't know that was from oh Frasier. I've heard that to you from... <laughs> I love I love Frazier. I, I work with this dude and like we we would talk about TV shows and yeah. like we're I'm 21 and he he's 20 yeah. and someone's like what do y'all watch well, we we watch Frazier. Watch Frazier. Yeah. And he's like well, I mean I love Ross was my favorite character. I love Ross and I Niles is that nigga man. What? What? Squad. He had me weak. Him talking always I just talking about Niles Crane a nigga. <laughs> Loki, Loki, Frazier, Frazier did some nigga shit on there he on did. the show. Like, he if you pay did. attention, yeah, he did, man. Every time know, he, sure. every time he saw his ex wife, he was a nigga. If you think about it, yes. Every time he was like, hell yeah, <sighs> yeah, man. Now, now, since you watched Frazier, and we're gonna get into the the premieres right now. But Frazier, um, I've watched every episode of Cheers like at least three times, and he reprises Cheers. Um, in, in Cheers, Frazier is his exact same character in Cheers. Mm-hmm. 11 seasons. So like the prequel stuff you're talking about, mm-hmm. you get to see 11 seasons of him before the show Frazier. Before, yeah, straight up. And you don't get to, and you get to see him and he's not in Seattle. He's, so. not, he's not in Seattle. He's in Boston and he just goes to a local bar every single day and drinks. He finally meets, um, what's a uh, little Stern and Crane. You got to see her on Frazier. Mm-hmm. So he meets her in Cheers mm-hmm. and they get married and they have the kid, the, the, the son that they have. The, do you ever see his son in Frazier? Yes, as a baby. Oh, yeah. Dang. No, 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 no. You see him as Frazier. He's like a four-year-old or five-year-old. The um, I'm on like the fourth season. Oh no, you got to okay, finish it. Okay. I'm sorry, we're we're, we're way off track. Frazier, <laughs> I'm really just good. riding it out, man. I don't, I don't usually get to talk about television, so I'm like I'm Te- geeking out and tele- masturbating. Television is like so underrated, and then it's like as an like I call myself an arti- artiste. 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 Very, artiste. I sound very pretentious right now. <laughs> That's okay. We all have I go to UNC. Sure. They accept anybody. Uh, Twi- <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Zone is really they, cool. They, Going back and rewatching stuff like from Twilight they, Zone. They didn't accept me. They, I'm sorry. They lame. Yeah, they lame. They let me in. They, they, the they, re- they reset black. They reset yeah. black quota. You know, you gotta have a certain number of black kids and yeah. Hispanic kids. You know, minorities. Like I, I seriously applied for UNC Charlotte and they didn't let oh. me in, so I went to Art Institute. Oh, oh, I was so. I, mm. Listen. That's what happened. I'm emotionally out of this because mm-hmm. I, I just got so confused. I'm just going to wait till we start talking about television and movie premieres until mm-hmm. I get back into the fold. Uh-huh. So I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Uh, <laughs> talking about, talking about so you, you, UNC, UNC Charlotte. Um, it's a school here in Charlotte and just saying that it's like hard to get into. I know. That's a school. <laughs> what? I, <laughs> that's pretty. I don't know. What? what? It was, it's hard to get into yeah. and they didn't let me in. So I, I went to Art Institute. Uh, there was a lot of emotional I'll, transitions, <laughs> and I couldn't fucking handle them. All right. That was my point. All right. 
Jesus. We, we have them Edgar Wright transitions that are so smooth you didn't realize what just happened. They all know he, he, he oh, enjoys Edgar Wright, though. He enjoys Edgar Wright. He knows about like Edgar I looked Wright. at Kimberly for like three seconds, and then suddenly oh, she's I was out. just like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Kimberly she's has no idea yeah. this conversation. She's so. like, I'm so confused. <laughs> Sam said right. I had to do something today, and Good. I'm, uh... I fucking guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gradually smiling with it, yeah. like with the, with the emotional turmoil that's going on. It's can we go? Can we talk about TV shows for a little bit, right quick? I'm it has so to be good. It has to be good because we have I ten minutes I left, I and I have to get through an entire television and movie. I'm going to say, wait for him to get through the list. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we got, we got fifteen minutes, and we got ten minutes left. We're already six minutes in, so like mm. nine minutes. All right, so this week in television and movie premieres Tuesday, February the sixth through Monday, February the twelfth. Uh, the first show is going to be Tuesday, February the sixth. Is Fred Armisen stand up for drummers? It's a comedy special on Netflix this Tuesday. Uh, check that out. Fred Armisen's great. You might know him from Portlandia or. If he doesn't Saturday play Night a Live. in that special, I'm going to be upset. Wasn't he Emily, uh, Emily from uh, Mad Men? Isn't that her ex-husband? I, didn't, I don't know if he was married. I mean, maybe he was married in real life. I'm not sure, though. I don't know. But that's, uh, that's Tuesday, February the 6th. Fred Armisen, Stand Up for Drummers. is a special on Netflix uh, that Tuesday. So the next thing is going to be Wednesday, February the 7th. Full Frontal with Samantha B. It's a comedy talk show on TBS at 10.30 p.m. Yo, Samantha B is funny. Like, she's, she's, uh, she's a dope chick. I have by her. Um, I saw like some trailers, but I haven't seen like the whole show. I've seen like a commercial. She's like she, she seems funny. She is she funny. Is. I just haven't seen her stuff. She she's dope. Um, the rundown on it says darkly comedic look. Oh no, that's something else. <laughs> the next thing is going to be Sunday, February the eleventh. It's called Here and Now. It's a new drama from HBO at nine p.m. It says it's a darkly comedic look at contemporary society, starring Tim Robbins. So they don't give you a lot of information. Hmm? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, um, uh, Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, I know who Tim Robbins is. Oh, shit. Is. Yeah. I was just. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's interesting. Hell yeah, it's good, it's good to see him yeah. again. Like, he's been going. <laughs> Why did I say Hudsucker Proxy instead of um, Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> <laughs> You I know? wasn't going to call you out on it, but I let it happen. I'm going to give you a pass. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Robbins, like of all things. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, that's Sunday, February the 11th. Uh, the same day is um, our cartoon president. It's an animation comedy. My friend's trying to get me to watch it. it I was like, bro, like I said, my roommate, I don't know his political views. We can't just throw that on. We live together. Oh, no. Nah. You go, you, you go, this is safe. This is safe. This okay. comes from, um, from Stephen Colbert. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's um, it comes it's this ten episode animated parody centered around Donald J. Trump. It's on Showtime, eight p.m. So check that out. What's the J stand for? Jackass. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Jerk. I'll, ta- I'll take it. <laughs> but I can't. Can we say something? <laughs> Trump is low key iconic. Because no, he bought, he bought the red hat. But like, if you wear a red hat, you're automatically a, a Trump supporter. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Right. Yep. No. Yep. He's good at marketing. He's yeah. just bad at keeping the money in wherever he markets towards. I mean, yeah. I thought I didn't. And also, he's a cunt. But you know, oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> but what was yeah. funny, I thought he was trolling. I thought he was trolling. He, was I like, did he didn't want to win. He didn't want. No. No, he it's all he stop. It. We'll, say that, we'll say this and then we'll, we'll change it. I'm willing to be. It was it's old white yeah. conversations about money. Like, I bet you I can run for president and win. I bet you your ass won't. Two what billion. do you think this is an episode of Trading Places? <laughs> <laughs> two, two, I put two billion on it. You ain't going to do it. Give me my two billion, you bitch. Uh, yeah, this is an episode of Trading Places. I bet you two billion I could take some <laughs> random nobody off the street and then turn them into a marketing executive. Oh, I bet you you can't. Bring in Eddie Murphy. <laughs> That's my Netflix list. <laughs> Did he get sued for that movie? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I was coming to America. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's it for a television for movies. Uh, the first one is Fifty Shades, 50 Shades Don't Freed. Don't give a shit. 
Fifty Shades fuck. Freed. Don't give a fuck. You didn't see? You didn't like the uh, the first one? Uh, I, I didn't the like second one. We could have directed it and made it better. We could have directed it and made it better. You didn't honestly. like the, the books? You didn't Just like the books? Just make a porn movie and be done with it. Be here's, done a, with it. here's something. The tagline: Fifty Shades Freed. The tagline is: Don't miss the climax. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like what, what? What was missed? Like here comes the money shot. Mm. Well, like was that, was that already taken? <laughs> don't miss the climax. Like how are you selling this movie? <laughs> How do you get an erection off of that? I just want to know. It's, 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 it's soft corn porn for people that don't watch porn. Yeah, like yeah. what the fuck? This is ridiculous. Like anyway. soft. No. <laughs> I am so done with anything Fifty Shades of Grey yes. that after this movie comes out, mm. I'm ready for just like culture to take the hatchet, fucking cleave it in its head, mm. and just bury it in the backyard. Yeah. It's, like, it's going to be like Twilight. Remember Twilight was huge and then nobody cares about Twilight now. No. It's yeah. worse than Twilight. This is worse because Twilight at least was redeemable. This is redeemable. fan fiction of Twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's low key. It low key is. I'm, uh, yeah, you go. No, yes. no, it's not low Twilight key. Twilight had a fire soundtrack. It literally soundtrack, is High fan key. fiction of Twilight. High key. Yes. <laughs> like the writer for Fifty Shades of Grey was just like, yeah, no, this is all based on Twilight. Like it was a fan fiction of Twilight. Mm. It started like it started like that. Mm. Mm. I'm done. Yep. I hate. <laughs> I can't do it. No I one. hate. There's there's very few franchises mm. that I hate. With like a rage of fury inside me. Let them cook, Sam. This is uh, fucking one of them. Because mm. they're bullshit movies that just capitalize on bullshit marketing. Mm. And every filmmaker that's attached to this, just stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. You it's, it's, a, stop it's, a, it. A, it's a money grab. All it is is a money grab at the end of the day. And I hate movies. like Because that means mm. the, real, the real art of the film gets like put in the background just yeah. for some money. And it sucks. The thing I hate most about those types of movies. Cook it. The thing I hate the most is that whenever they fucking come out mm-hmm. and I have to talk to people oh, yeah. that enjoy these goddamn movies, Whip that shit. I have to pretend that I give a shit I about your I bullshit cinematic mm-hmm. taste Mm-mm. because I am trapped in this conversation I, oh, yeah. and I don't want to be rude, but fuck it. I'm done with Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, I'm Durf. done I just, with Tyler I just Perry sent you a Pornhub link if you want to watch something like this, bro. I'm like, fucking mm-hmm. done. I'm yeah. done. I'm so mad. I fucking... Did you watch any Fifty Shades of Grey? No, I didn't, no. Susan, because no. it's a horrible fucking movie. Go home and masturbate to something exciting. Please. Yes. Yes. You know she probably I did. spilled my water. Fuck. It happens. <laughs> he did it for the art. That was for the art. That was for the art, goddammit. But that's, that's Fifty Shades Freed, so there's that. Uh, okay. The next thing is going to be 1517 to Paris. It's a PG-13 movie, 94-minute runtime. It's a drama history thriller. Uh, the rundown is three Americans discover a terrorist plot aboard a, pl- aboard a train while in France. This is directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, Jonathan Smathers' favorite director and actor. It stars Jenna Fisher and Judy Greer. Is this based on a true story? Um, it doesn't say, okay. but probably so, because Clint Eastwood... All right. I haven't seen any of police. I'm showing my trouble age. with the curve. I'm showing my age. I I've seen Marilyn in the baby. I know he was like dirty hairy. I know his you trouble with the curve. Point. You seen that? No, I haven't seen any of it. I know uh-huh. like Million Dollar Baby and Gran Turismo and all those. But like Gran Turismo was dope. Was it? No, it was Gran Torino. Gran Torino was dope. I was close. The racing game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth picking out. Yes. Gran Turismo is a racing game. That's true. It's Sunday, and I stay up all night. So. Mm. I, mean, I feel it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, we got, we got three minutes, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, fucking yes. do, do what you go in with your agenda. I think the, I think the get down was kind of trash. I mean, they had their Man, heart. Their why heart would was you in, use these three minutes for that? The, the heart, their heart was in the right place. I the think, first season of get down was great. 
Yes, but like the the what yeah. I saying, but I'm just doing a little rant. I thought Stranger Things season two was very overrated. They shouldn't have made it Same, season two. I agree. I agree. Okay, see me. I, had I love. I love. I love it because it's a yeah, fun series. Yeah. Uh, I t- and I told people. And I told people. This, to, I said me. Netflix are cash grabs at the end of the day. What does that, what does overrated mean? Like season I mean, two. Does I that mean, mean, it was it was good. They didn't need to do it. I, I okay. Like, I, I see that. Yes. I, like back to Blade Runner. I like ambiguous endings. Yes. I loved. That what was his name? Not Mike. Uh, Will. Will spit up the slug at the yep, end of the yeah. end of it. Yep. That should have been, been the been end it. of it. I agree. That should have been the end of it and call it a day. I agree. I, I hate sequels. End of the fucking world does not need a sequel. I agree. I told you two seasons. We two. How often two. do you hear this, Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hate sequels. And right. if you're not Star Wars. Oh. The, we I, had a whole episode about how sequels suck. Sequels suck. It, Blade Runner can do sequels. Star Wars, depending on what day you ask. Mm. And I'll tell you who Loki has a fire sequel that we don't ever talk about. Tan Cloverfield Lane. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Tan <laughs> Cloverfield Lane is amazing. Yeah, I saw it in theaters twice. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Toy Story oh, yeah. 2 is better That's than Toy Story the rule. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. In but general, for the most part. Don't make a fucking sequel. Yeah. You don't need it's it. Just, it's yeah. I think that Stranger Things season two was way overhyped because of the, the, the reaction that season one yep. got. So it was automatically going to suffer. And also they have a contract now for three more seasons. Mm. So they're setting up. It, it wasn't like a tell a story and done. Mm-hmm. It was like tell a story and set up for the next big thing and yeah. then set up for the next big thing. And I don't think a lot and of people like Stranger shows. Things like that. I think it was a lot of posers, to be I, honest with you. Seriously, no. yes. No. And no. I believe this show is going to be going downhill because of the relationship between Millie Bobby Brown and her co-stars. Have, yes. y'all, have y'all noticed this at all? Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown? No. Well, I mean, I don't know them in real life, but I mean, just from the things that I, from seeing them on camera when they're not doing Stranger Things mm-hmm. and doing all of this press, Millie Bobby Brown has become like the face of the show no. and she's getting a lot of her solo attention. And then you have the other four members. I mean, Wolfhard and Millie Bobby Brown hang, hang out. What, they the, supposedly Fe- hang out, no. but it, well, go ahead. What's his name? Finn? The, the Finn boy? Wolfhard? The dude yeah. that was in It? I mm. think he's him and the That's the dude? real actor. Yeah, those, yes. are two, those are two actors. Yes. I can see the one with the teeth. What's his name? Does uh, his name is Dozen? In the show. Uh, uh, I can see yeah. him doing really good comedy stuff. Okay, but Finn and the black dude are real, the real good actors. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not yeah. Gonna lie to you. Seriously, yeah, no, I I agree. But yeah. uh, 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 that can definitely cause some tension between yeah. co-stars for yeah. sure. Because Millie Bobby Brown's been killing that shit. She has been killing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what else can she do? That that's the thing. You can't. Are you a one trick pony? Well, she's only like. 14? 14 or so? No, yeah. I think she's younger than that. She's it's like 13 Finn, or something like that. Because Finn's yeah. like 14. Yeah. And everybody yeah. else is like... She, she's, she's I think young. she's like on the 13 to 14 range. Yeah. I just I just want to see her outside of senior things once that whole fad dies out. I want to see what she brings to the table as an actress apart from what made her the, the, the media you know, attention grab. That's how I felt about Alison Brie. I was like, I love community, but what can Alison Brie do outside of it? And yeah. she gave us like Glow and she gave us some indie film. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. She is. Uh, I, 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 I don't watch a lot of, I don't watch a lot of telly, but a lot of television shows lately has been annoying the piss out of me. Because it's, kind of, it's like the best and worst time for television. Yeah, because it just there's just a lot of like mediocre writing in telly. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, I'm telling you, we hmm? need to. I'm, I'm going to put together. I like, remember this. I'm going to put together a show. It's going to be two seasons, and it's going to be funny. <laughs> the opening scene this is the opening scene it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and I wake up out of my bed oh first and foremost I hate cuts we're doing I gotta I got, I got, I got to tell you that unfortunately like the last five minutes have not been kind of recorded like that mic is fucked at this point uh, yeah. yeah, it's like I, I, I was instead of like letting you tell the story for five minutes or however long the story is going to be it's like they seriously have not been able to hear you for a couple of minutes can you hear me now 
That's your, I mean, you you're recording. <laughs> no, it's like it's like it's, it's gonna be. That's what I'm saying. It's like it hasn't been doing it for like five minutes or so. Yeah. So we got a lot of good stuff, but yeah, it's just kind of over now. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I guess when you go back and listen to this episode, when we release it on Tuesday, you'll see what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> like we can have the conversation afterwards and it'll be a lot more effective because it'll just be me talking to you and then me talking to myself when you hear it, you know, so it's like, uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> this is Get Out. Sam, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you can find the, you can You're find us on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. Uh, we're in Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes podcast app, Google Play Music on the name for film's sake. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Archilla. I'm at a THA underscore V O N Z. Sam, is there anything that you want to? Sam, use my microphone because you actually do have a Twitter. Yeah. It's a it's a super good promotional tool in Twitter, and those that are actually using it, that'd be good um, to to get in there. My name is uh, my name is Sam, and my Twitter is y'all, y'all ready? I have to get this. I'm trying to get my cloud game up. You gotta get that cloud game up. You gotta get my cloud game up. Okay, it that's, says, that's very uh, says, you know like at uh, okay. it says, <laughs> it's at that kid Sam, and then you spell Setzer S E T Z capital R. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Try to, we trying to go global for yeah. film's sake and Sam Setzer brand. Let's go. Just get it. Yeah, I do. I'm an Indian. Hell yeah. Nah, so, brother, you sent something that was like barefoot dancing or yeah. something. Barefoot, yeah. That was really good. I was that was dope. That before the Oh my, my friend's doing like flooring. No, like I'll fuck with that. That was cool. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next episode. Uh, cheers.